is absurd. Dub is already in his dub full bag. But uh, welcome back to another episode of Player's Choice, episode 170. 170 episodes of Player's Choice, man. Bringing you heat. Bringing you heat 24-7. We've been, bro, literally 24-7. There's shit going on over here on Player's Choice. I already used my one swear word in the first 30 seconds. That's pretty heat. That's my Big time L. What's good, bros? After the Falcons. Yes. That's all right, Wilden. Um, nasty, 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 nasty. Good afternoon. Good uh morning. Good afternoon. Whichever time that you're a part of. It's great to be back here. Um Wait, hold on. Like to- but before, before, sorry, before you do this, <laughs> let me just let everyone know what we're going to be doing today, and then oh, okay. you and Mars can get whatever you want off. But what is coming today on the show, as you can tell by the title and the thumbnail, we're going to be doing our 2022-23 predictions for awards. Um, I think next show, because I was going to do like first team, second team, third team. I think we'll do that like next show. So we'll just do the regular awards, whatever. We got, of course, NBA news and other stuff going on. We only are two weeks away from the NBA season, so we're about to be starting to heat up here. I'm excited to actually be doing the show in the middle of the season again, bro. It's like, I miss that so much. Um, but Dub and Mars, after last show, they were they wanted to get so much stuff off, and they were anticipating today's show. And so Dub's going to give his monologue, whatever he's got to say. And then we're going to let Mars push some more agendas because you guys have been picking on Mars since that last show. I know Mars has been reading the comments on the accolades don't mean crap segment that was posted. I actually read some of them today, too. So told one of the guys who commented to come up on the show because he apparently thought that he was he could educate us. So but I'm sure he won't show up anyway. Dub Dub, before you start, is this nasty or not in your (laughs) eyes? I would like to say left material. I would like well, to hold say, up, hold up, hold, hold up, up, hold up. We have a new face on the panel, bro. Oh like, my god, my bad, Bobby. That's my true. bad, Bobby. LD. It's, because, it's because he's not new, so that's why he's returning. Unfamiliar face. Let's say if that you then. guys are have been here for a minute, God, Bobby, you were here last year. It was like episode oh, like fifty around right? there, like yeah, 60, yeah it was before a hundred for sure. Yeah. Um, Bobby got the people going. <laughs> Sure, with his NBA takes and his top 10. I got blacklisted. I have a love for Scotty Pippen. That's not true. You didn't get blacklisted, but it was pretty nasty. (laughs) And and where's Scotty? But before we start everything, can we? I I just want to know if things have changed. No, man. Scotty's number 10. Yeah, Bob. Bobby's an elite. Bobby's an elite. Bobby's an elite guest. He's part of the Player's Choice family, bro. Never forget that. You were never blacklisted, man. It's just, I guess we just never found the times. Uh, if you remember Clubhouse, me and Ron used to do the Clubhouse days. Bobby was definitely an elite member, a part of that. Uh, but I would like to get into this monologue. We can't say soliloquy anymore because Fluent confirmed that a soliloquy is not what we do. We do monologues. So. Well, we don't care what Fluent says. So carry I on. really don't either. I don't give a damn. But I'm just going to stick to the <laughs> definition of things. So I'm having we're, a monologue. We're such here. supportive teammates over here. <laughs> yeah. I have a monologue here today. And Mars, the reason why I wanted to be top left today, because I want to say that 
we have done a tremendous job in the absence of Dell and Shaq. We have done so amazing. Me and my top left responsibilities of being nasty on top of being entertaining. And the Dubonaires are actually massing. The Dubonaires is growing. The Dubonaires are coming on top. I seen Ken in the drive with a comment the other day. He said, keep doing a bad job. But he stopped there. He didn't put dub. He said, I'm a new Dubonaire. So we are a massive. The Dubonaires are assembling. And I would like to let you know, Mars, that I do want to do uh, an alliance, you say. An alliance because I feel as if there's a lot of false stigmas. We agreed on the Magic Johnson thing with the accolades don't mean shit. And we do have an agreement. And I do, when we do have an agreement, we are unstoppable and we are an elite force to be reckoned with. And I would like to have an allegiance with you, have an alliance. The Dubonaires from Mars. And I would like to invade Earth, invade the basketball community. And I would like to teach the masses that some of the bullshit that comes out in the sports world doesn't mean anything. Accolades, awards, things of that nature means nothing sometimes when it comes to a basketball player and their game. It's things like that that we agree on, that I'm just Mars. When you had your Magic Johnson t uh, take last week, I damn near shed a tear. Damn near shed a tear, bro. It was amazing. It was beautiful. The Dubonaires are amassing. I think the Martians could, the aliens from Mars could definitely have some sort of allegiance. And we could take over the world. Me and my top left responsibilities, I will be nasty for you, Mars, so you no longer have to be nasty. And we uh, could go ahead. We could go ahead and take over the world, brother. So that's what I had to say. I'm very excited to say, would you take this peace offering? So that we can join forces. I'm still never going to agree with you playmaking the skill shit. I just can't do it. But other than that, let's join forces and let's dominate the world, dominate this market that needs to be corrected. Don't do it, Mars. Mars is a nasty side to join. <laughs> Dude, why does so, it feel like you just proposed to Mars? The Dubonaires right? from Mars. It was a proposal. I love it. I love it. The Dubonaires from Mars it has a nice ring to it. Wow. So Euro is against it. The chat seems to be against it. When so, when has you have when have you ever been somebody that goes with the ground? Yeah, I'm 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 not, I'm not going with the chat because the chat think accolades matter. So, um, I can, are you implying that you're going with me then? I mean, my my thinking <laughs> is if I, if I if I align with Dub, I need to have a uh a release clause where if dub <laughs> decides to go left and away from the vision i can dismember myself from the name hmm. I, I need that stipulated because i don't want to be associated when you say certain things like what such as um passing is not a skill playmaking yeah, is not a making skill. you sign a prenup i want i want i want the alliance to be in places where you say something I agree with, I will defend you. I will stand up. No, that's what we'll, we'll have to just... No, Mars. No, Mars. I, I, I will have to defend you and stuff that's nonsensical. Mars, this no, no, is the no. definition of through thick and thin. So you're either fully on board. Oh, no, Mars, because I agree. Because, listen, we could sit... Mars, Mars, listen, because I agree with you. <laughs> I will never... Up is I, will, I will never... I will never, I will never agree with you on the skill and the playmaking shit. I just never will. But we can just agree to disagree instead of coming at each other's necks. We could just let it go and just leave it at B. But when we do agree, we lock in arms. We're going through the battlefield. And if we do die in the battlefield, we will meet in the gates of Valhalla. And we will celebrate and drink together. Skull. 
I'm I telling mean, you, if you align with me, we won't lose in a debate. First of all, but let's, second of all, then if that's the case, I'm to I'm totally with the alliance. If we get to just defend each other's factual points, cheers, mate. Get, grab a drink. I'll be right back. Yo, oh, I, I, I yo Dub, are you in your Vikings I, bag? I, today? This is crazy. This is crazy. Dub said all of this right. Had this whole spiel just so he can get a drink now. <laughs> That's pretty fire. Because he I'm can't get a drink because he's a double near, not a double holic anymore. Yeah. I see what he's doing. He ain't slick. But see, Mars, Mars, you fell for it. This is crazy, bro. This You're an you enabler, realize. Mars. Dubs, Dubs, double holic. It's like it's <laughs> ingrained in him. You know, he, he he can't get away from it. So, Mars, you're basically a double near and a double holic. So you you dealing with somebody that's bipolar. You don't know what dub you're gonna get. <laughs> and you should have seen him on Gridiron last night. I had to keep reminding him. Aren't you a debonair? Aren't you a debonair? I only associate with that on basketball. Whatever, whatever happens in Gridiron, I don't associate. Mm. Mm. Lars, do Yo. you have a do you have a drink with you? Yes, I have water. Ah, uh, you could drink water. It's okay. I have mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. Yo. Also, chat, do not do what Dub's doing ever, please. Do what I'm doing, guys. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a guy robot. brought a gallon handle that out. Man, is a drinker straight from the bottle. That's insane. Crazy. And, uh, okay, well, that was beautiful and holy matrimony. Congratulations Some to you, too. Yes. Hey, we have... Yeah, you, you may now kiss the... Uh, what is it? Bridegroom? No kissing. We already... Skull, we agreed. We're in agreements. We're good. First dance? No. We well, celebrated. Now... We need to go party, and now we celebrate. Are we, so is this is this show insane. a celebration? I, bro, I'm about to go pour up after this. Let's do it. I got I got sangria in the car too. <laughs> okay, so we got Eric Dupree <laughs> sending in the super chats with a perfect segue because Mars wanted to address this. So this is beautifully done, Eric Dupree. The alley oop. He said, accolades don't make you better ba- a better basketball player. Accolades prove who's the greatest. And then a follow-up, greatness measures the merits and achievements over a complete career, while best is a perishable that has to be related to a s- certain time period. Mm. So, Mars, I feel like mm, this is a perfect, copy page job. I like perfect segue. Yeah, I read that in the comment section before. Um, I think it was from him. But the reason, I mean, I agree accolades don't make you better, I think. If you disagree with that, I could explain why I think that's really dumb. But the thing, I, the issue I have with the GOAT debates and everything, or LeBron versus MJ, when you start bringing accolades into it, like, what's the point of even debating them at that point? Because then you're not debating them as players. You're debating them based on what they achieved. And I don't, if we're talking basketball, if I'm talking basketball with someone and I say, I think, if I have LeBron over MJ, which I don't, but if I had LeBron over MJ, and then you tell me, why do you have LeBron over MJ? Mike's a five-time MVP, six-time champion, defensive player of the year, all of that stuff. We're not talking about basketball. We're talking about what they achieved. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. I just don't know why we would be talking about that. Because, for example, someone who's never watched a dribble of basketball in their life can go on Basketball Reference, search up Michael Jordan, search up LeBron James, read off their accolades, read off their averages, and make an opinion on who should be ranked higher. I just don't want to be part of a debate where you don't have to watch someone play to be able to make a reason why they would rank higher. It's like, you have, like most people have Kareem at number three, and none of them have taken the time to watch 
any Korean basketballist, he won six MVPs, he won six titles, so he should be in the conversation with Mike and LeBron. Like, if you think Kareem is in a conversation with Mike and LeBron and you give me reasons based on how he played basketball, that's a conversation I'm willing to have. But, but if your conversation is based on nothing you've watched and just everything you see they achieved, you're not talking about basketball. You're talking about accomplishments within the sport, but nothing about their game. And that's my issue with accolades and how people use them. But wouldn't somebody be able to do, say the thing, same thing about you and your stance when you Cheers. mean when you're talking about um, somebody has never watched a game of basketball, never dribbled a game of basketball, can read the box score and then make an assessment off of that. Obviously, you know, box score is like the basic level uh, statistic that you, you know, loudly disagree with in terms of like, you know, taking that into the argument. Right. But mm -hmm. you do have like a more deeper value statistic that you go off of. And technically speaking, you can go off of those as well, because I would say that somebody could say that whatever you're talking about can be can be said by somebody who's never watched a game either. Because when we're talking about it, I don't think I've ever heard you make a make a statement that isn't supported by numbers. And I don't think I've ever heard you actually make a basketball statement in terms of like what is happening on the court in terms of like dynamics of play and stuff like that. Hmm. Like everything is supported by numbers. Hmm. That's I, not so, true. And I, the I, numbers, I, and I the, would just highly I, disagree with that if that's what you think, how I make. What's it, okay, I so what's your, what's your primary like go-to basketball statement that isn't I mean the way I numbers. the way I the way I talk about basketball I talk about how they played and how I believe that impacted their team and when I took the numbers I usually talk about would either be if we're talking about scoring I'll talk about true shooting efficiency right. which you don't have to talk about someone's games to talk about their true shooting but I do talk about their games I talk about Kobe's versatility and how I don't think it would trump a player like Shaq's dominance inside but efficiency is something I will mention but it's not all numbers. When when I talk about impact, there are impact numbers, but I don't really just start quoting all the impact metrics because a lot of them I don't agree with them. I just use them as like a gauge. Like if some if I think someone's extremely impactful and their impact numbers say they are unimpactful, then there's clearly a disconnect between that. But if I see someone is extremely impactful and the numbers say they are impactful, but not the most impactful. I'll go and watch that. I watch everyone's. I don't talk about yeah. I've never watched. <clears throat> I'm with that. Takes aren't solely based on numbers. I'd like to talk about their games and how I believe their games impacted the team. But I don't just start saying. I don't, but, I don't even know right, I understand that. Up. I understand that. But what you what when it comes to the argument, right? When it comes to the debate and the back and forth or whatever, and you mm -hmm. talk about impact, you just said that there are some numbers that you do mention. To, you know what I mean, to support your argument when it comes to the impact thing. And now yeah. you just said there are some things that, you know, you just say in terms of like the game where you don't mention, but but it is part of the impact argument, but that you don't mention at all. And so to me, it's like, how is a person that is debating with you? How are any of us, anybody that you're talking to, supposed to know what is the numbers and what isn't the numbers when we always hear you say impact and then you support the impact argument with numbers like efficiency true shooting and stuff like that right so when you talk about dominance dominance you know you can say however you want to say or whatever but at the end of the day you will have to you know I mean prove that point by numbers when with i numbers there's a lot of things when i talk about impact if i say someone is factually more impactful which i say a few times when i'm talking about certain players 
that's when I'm looking at impact numbers and there's a clear gulf in the impact numbers. That's when I'll say they were factually more impactful. If I say I believe someone is more impactful, it comes from what they did in their games that would lead them to, in my opinion, be a more impactful player than someone else. And if I someone understand. disagrees with them being more impactful, then that's fine. We can have a debate about why you think someone else is more impactful. That's fine. I don't but think people are disagreeing with you in, when it comes to that. I think people don't put as much stock into the like the numbers that you are I don't I don't mind if people like for example care about what I care about. That's that's fine. Like you don't have to agree that I think Bill Russell was more impactful than Will Chamberlain, for example. You don't have to agree with that. No, I'm not no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the like the debate that we had about Rudy Gobert when you said that mm -hmm. he's an elite perimeter defender because objectively if I say Rudy Gobert is a you know terrible perimeter defender, mm -hmm. you say that that's objectively wrong. Yes. Because there's numbers to back that up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying it's like, okay, there, there can be numbers that back that up for sure. And, but the numbers only tell half the story or, you know, a portion of the story when we talk about, um, like, I, I think I, I had a back and forth with somebody in the chat about that. I think it was ace 30. So like if Rudy Gobert doesn't get scored on, right. If, if mm -hmm. he gets switched out on to a, like the point guard, right. And all of a sudden after a pick and roll, he's on a, he's on the wing, the wing breaks him down and he tries to go to the cup or whatever, and he doesn't score off of that, right? Then Rudy Gobert, like, that doesn't go into his, like, you know, stat line, the one that you're looking at in terms of, like, okay, Rudy didn't get scored on, so Rudy defended that particular scenario perfectly, you know what I mean? That makes him a better defender. But what it doesn't take into account is if he does get broken down, right, and the defense collapses, and then they get, you know, they score off of, like, subsequent, you know, passing, you know what I mean? Like, kicking it out to the corner, that's an open three. Or if he refuses that shot, he then penetrates, gets an open layup in that way. So that is not going to show up on Rudy Gobert's stat sheet ever in terms of like Rudy getting scored on. However, that is still Rudy's fault because Rudy was unable to stay in front of that first, you know what I mean, offensive player that broke him down, made the defense collapse or whatever. So it's if the like the the second and third dominoes don't fall if the first one doesn't. And if the first domino is Rudy Gobert, that's Rudy's fault. I, I agree with that completely because it's very similar to my playmaking take on what's considered playmaking, making the first domino fall. The reason why I don't think that applies to Rudy Gobert is, A, based on the fact that I've watched Rudy Gobert, he's very rarely the first domino to fall. If anything, the dominoes fall before him, which causes him to overhelp, which leaves someone open, and that's usually Rudy's man because he's the one helping. If it's just a pick and roll and they switch, that's not... That's Rudy not Gobert and a switch and a pick and roll, like, A, the numbers... They do say that he's one of the best in the league. It's very hard to me, even if you don't watch the game, it's very hard for me to believe that there's a chance that you go from having the best numbers in the league on a per possession basis to just because they didn't score in that possession to if you watch the game, there's a reason that he could fall anywhere below average in that situation. From one of the best in the league to below average, simply based on him being broken down off the dribble, I don't believe that could be possible. And I watch enough Rudy Gobert to say, A, he doesn't get broken down off the dribble a whole bunch compared to a lot, compared to how people believe he does. And then secondly, how do you explain him getting hunted in the playoffs? Because if, if you have the best rim protector in all of basketball, you want to get him further away from the rim. That's just logical. The, the Celtics and the Warriors did it with Robert Williams. He's the best rim protector on the court. You take him away from the rim just because he's less effective out there than he is at the rim. It doesn't mean he's ineffective out there but you would rather take away someone's biggest strength 
which is really yeah. But now you're switching it from perimeter defend defending. Yeah, to but you take the reason the reason they want to get Rudy on the perimeter is because he's so much better inside. You want to take him away from there. It's not about getting him on the perimeter. It's about getting him away from the interior. That's I believe it's more about that than it is about getting him out there. And also they don't. From my eye, they yeah, don't just because you believe Rudy, that doesn't mean. Just they just play small. And the reason they play small is because the Jazz Perimeter defenders can't stay in front, which means Rudy has to go help in the paint because that's his job. You take away the layups. But in that in that turn, the domino already fell when Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich all get blown by. Rudy comes and helps and they're kicking out and they're playing the extra passes because the Jazz rotation defense is terrible. That's why they're giving up so many frees. That's why Rudy Gobert seems to be the one that seems to be the liability because every time he comes over and helps, they're playing extra passes. They're finding open frees. Dallas did that to them routinely. And then if you watch them against the Clippers when they went small and they had Terrence Mann in the corner and Rudy would have to go help because Paul George beat someone off the dribble, um, Reggie Jackson, whoever the, whoever it was, Rudy Gobert's coming over to help. Like they're all these scenarios really That's don't matter. To that just, listen, man, all these scenarios really don't matter because what I'm trying to say is if there's a defender, right, out mm -hmm. on the perimeter and he gets beat, that's not an elite perimeter defender. That's all I'm saying. All these scenarios that you kick in with Rudy Gobert and now he's, you know, uh, you know, having to, have to play help side and this and that or whatever. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm saying if you put Rudy Gobert on the perimeter and he has to defend somebody and he gets beat routinely, which he does, he doesn't. that he doesn't. doesn't make him an elite perimeter defender. The way but I, don't, I don't believe he gets beaten routinely. I've watched Rudy Gobert in isolation. He doesn't get beat routinely. I've watched Rudy Gobert in pick and roll, whether he has to switch or whether he's playing the big. If he's playing the big, he's never he's never getting beat. He's an elite drop defender. He can hedge the pick and roll, whatever. But if he has to switch, he's still not getting beaten routinely. If anything, he's probably... you got Royce O'Neal for the Jazz like, over the last few years. you probably got Royce O'Neal and Dennis Rudy. They're the two best perimeter defenders the Jazz have had. It's not Donovan Mitchell. It's not Bogdanovich. It's not Mike Conley. Those guys are always the ones being beaten. Rudy Gobert, every time he's out on the perimeter, he's doing a better job than those guys. And he's doing I don't know why you. I don't know why you're league. trying to shift focus to them. Like I'm talking about Rudy Gobert and his perimeter yeah, and I'm talking about defensive him ability. On the he's defending those guys at a very high level. The reason, like the Jazz, don't just have a great defense because he protects the rim. They have a great defense because he can do every. He does everything for defense on them. Like if you're talking about perimeter defending bigs, you got Bam Adebayo, who's in a league of his own. Like just centers, not powerful. Is Anthony Davis, whatever. They don't really count. Centers alone, you got Bam Adebayo in a league of his own. He can guard legitimately, point guard, shooting guard, everyone. After that, Rudy Gobert is damn near the next best thing. And that's factually based on the numbers. And that for me, if you watch him and strictly watch him on the ball, and you don't just watch him against Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, those guys, you watch him against damn near any guards, he's doing a very good job. He's doing a sustainable job. He's not a liability out there. He's a good perimeter defend he's just so you much forgot, inside. You forgot AD more. I want him I forgot AD. AD I tried maybe. to leave him out because he's a power forward but in, AD would also be in that Bam Adebayo tier because he can damn near guard everyone as well but Gobert one-on-one -on -one in isolation is doing a very good job on these guys he's got the length to contest freeze and he's not slow he's not slow footed he can recover if someone gets a step on him he's long enough to get them from behind he's not forcing much rotation from the Jazz he's not giving up extra kickouts because those guys try to score in him and they miss their shots. They miss because of his length. He disrupts guys. He's a very good perimeter defender by my eye. If you disagree, that's fine. But at least we're talking about basketball here. We're not just talking about, like, for example, Dell, who's in the chat. Yeah, but chat. no, no, no. We, yes, we are talking basketball. But you have to keep in mind, just because you haven't made mention of a number 
doesn't mean that you're not talking about numbers because the reason why you have this opinion is because you said points per possession, Rudy Gobert is very, very low. I had this position before the numbers. The numbers just seemed to back me up. I had the, I've never thought Rudy Gobert was a bad premier. And what I said to and what I said to dispute that what I said to dispute that you just dismissing. As if I say, you know, I mean there are subsequent passes that happen after like somebody yeah, gets I broken agree. down I agree or whatever. Those things exist. I just don't think they happen at the rate that you would have to imply for him to be a bad So if you, you said he was so if you say Rudy is, is you know what I mean this so that pause so so that pauseworthy, you know what I mean, statement that you made, like Rudy's long enough or whatever to get somebody from behind. <laughs> if mm-hmm. somebody is breaking him down, right? And is like, oh, you know what? I got Rudy Gobert on my back. Like, I need to, you know what I mean? I need to be wary of that. Hey, yo. <laughs> like, like, that doesn't... Come on, you know Jay. I mean? like, that doesn't, like, Don't that doesn't, do that. Jay's but, I, but my point is what? Like, Rudy Gobert can be behind someone and they're not making those part. Like, for you to... Like, I agree that if Rudy Gobert gets beat and then someone has to help and they kick out and they get an open free, even though that's not under points per possession stat for Rudy, I agree right. that would be Rudy's fault. The issue I have is you said he was a terrible perimeter defender. For that to be true... No, 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 no. I, my, argument, I what my argument was against you saying that he's an elite perimeter defender. No, because I, I remember the conversation was, you said he was terrible. I and you said, and, and you, you said, you doubled down said, twice. Yeah. You said he was elite. And I was like, okay, yes. well... Let, okay, let's... He's 100% elite. I'm not saying he's Kawhi Leonard. For a big, he's 100% elite. And my issue is, even if you don't agree with the numbers totally and that because the numbers say he's damn near the best in the league, which I'm fine with. I don't agree with the numbers completely. But I don't argue with the numbers. The nu- what I'm saying numbers, is like anybody can yeah, crunch the num- numbers and the numbers are what they are. That, you know what I mean? That's, that's fine. What My point is this, though. I'm not putting all of that, all of my eggs in that basket because Neither I know I. there's more to the game. I agree that there's more to the game, but for that, for the more to the game, which you're bringing up, which I 100% agree with, that would happen. That would have to happen so much for the numbers to say that he is not for the numbers. For me to say that he's below average, it would happen. It would have to happen like fifty percent of the time, right? And so now and we're going eye happen. test versus eye test. You said your eye test doesn't say that. I say my eye tests, you know, does say that yeah. because any time that I see Rudy Gobert, particularly in the playoffs, I'm only talking playoff ball now. Mm-hmm. I see him routinely get picked out, and it's like, you know what? We're going to have Rudy on the on the wing, and we're going to orchestrate and start our offense, or I want to say almost initiate our offense through him right there. As the you know defender perimeter. Now you can say, oh, that's because they don't want him. You know, what I mean, under the basket swatting shit or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the only baskets that are being made directly at the rim when Rudy Gobert's right there. You know what I mean? So it's just like for as many times as you say that you don't see that happening when it comes to the secondary pass, when a kick out or whatever, when Rudy gets beat, I can say that happens just as much or just as little as Rudy Gobert being under the rim and guys actually challenging him at the rim. That's like, I believe because my, the way I see it, when I watch the Jazz, I don't ever believe that they are picking on Rudy Gobert more than they are picking on the Jazz actual perimeter defenders. Those guys are so bad that they know if they can draw Rudy Gobert out, it's free real estate at the rim. Not because they can beat Rudy Gobert off the dribble, because I very rarely in the playoffs, unless it's a superstar, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, unless it's one of those guys, I very rarely see Rudy Gobert being picked on. It's more so they are picking on everyone else on the Jazz, getting to the rim, and something else, Rudy Gobert is having to do something to plug the holes. That's what that's how I'm seeing. If you see it as they're picking on Rudy and getting to the rim and then no one else can help because Rudy's already been beaten, that's fine. I just, when I'm watching them, I'm seeing everyone else get beaten 
for the most part. I'm not saying Rudy Gobert never gets beaten because that's false. For the most part, and Rudy Gobert is having to try to plug every gap that the Utah Jazz are leaving in, de- in defense and no one else is making the extra rotation, making the extra moves and everyone else is just getting wherever they want on offense. When I look at Rudy Gobert and the Jazz as a whole, I think we're going to see a completely different Rudy Gobert in Minnesota due to the fact that Jaden McDaniel is a very good perimeter defender. Anthony Edwards can be a very good perimeter defender. Carl Anthony Towns is not But hold on, no, because the Jazz had good defenders I think we're going to see someone else. I don't. That's when I watch the Jazz, there's other than Royce O'Neal, who's a solid defender. They don't. Mike, Mike, Mike Conley's not a bad perimeter defender either. But the, 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 he the wasn't thing in about Memphis. It, he has been. He, in Utah. He, he, he might not have been. But the point I'm trying to make is even on the Wolves, they're still going to isolate Rudy Gobert. That's the point of a pick and roll is to get yeah, a match. Gonna ice, so like I said, they're going to isolate Rudy Gobert because he's so great at the rim. You take him away from the rim. Mm, not no, 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 the no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, do. that that's true. It, that's it, it why, is that's true why they're that, going to get Rudy Gobert it, in pick and roll. But they're going to do it more with Cat. Mars, Mars, son. Just listen, son. Just listen. <laughs> it is truth in that. But the point of a pick and roll is to get a matchup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to is to get a switch so you can have a mismatch. So it's like, yeah, Rudy Gobert might have the mismatch or or the point guard might have the, the mismatch with Rudy Gobert guarding him. But keep in mind, the game just shifted to being a perimeter oriented game back in the back before this era in previous eras, you were more so getting that, that switch. So you can dump the ball down to the post to, to now the big man that has the point guard switched on him or the shooting guard, who, whoever it is that is running the pick and roll. So, so just, just recently have we got to pick and rolls where, oh, now we're exposing the big man and taking him off the dribble. Usually you're doing that switch. So now a little person is guarding the big. So now you can get it down there. So yeah, you can't say that it's, it is to get Rudy away from the rim, but more so it is for the mismatch and to expose that mismatch. All right. I don't know that anyone cares to hear more about Rudy Gobert right now. So I feel like we should move because we have Dell back on the show it's been a minute he's had so much stuff going on that i want to hear about he did the two bicycle the two bike rides for uh oh my god yo no way i'm forgetting what the name of the foundation is already del jalen wow really that means you forget my son's name that's kind of crazy jalen spectrum right yeah (laughs) okay all right there it is what's good del bro it's been a minute and then to to extend the to extend the uh, you had me in the waiting room for like fifteen minutes. Bro, I had no idea. <laughs> I was I, just sitting here. I thought you was like doing something over there. So I'm like, I might as well just write in the chat and bro, join I, in. That is my bad. <laughs> I was like, because I didn't see if you were coming today or not. And there's Pause. a like the way that the cameras are laid out. You're like tucked in the bottom. I didn't even That's see you. Fine. That's my bad. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, been all over. When's the, ne- the next show is what, Wednesday? Yeah. And Tuesday night, Ron? One of those shows I might have a semi-announcement. Don't know if it's – don't know yet. But, um, yeah, just been doing a little bit of one-two, more stateside. Not looking at Europe yet. Just do a little one-two stateside. I'm here for all the smoke. I actually was here because I saw a dub write Mars something. I wanted to see what that was all about. I was here for that. He said he had something to give Mars or show Mars. I wanted to see what, oh, what that was about. You did you it already? It. Yeah, we did it all already, man. Oh, damn. To Mars. He got he got on one knee. I did not propose. We now, we now we, we are matrimony. We are we are part of allegiance. You know, okay. we are going through the battlefields together. Got he, you, essentially, he's ditched you, Dell. 
I, no, I did not. Me and Dell will always have a great relationship, no matter always. what. Always, yeah. no matter what. Well, so let's not do that, JD. Jay, let's right. let's remember you're supposed to be a debonair right now. What I, I tell am, you before, still, let's not be throwing hey, shots right now, okay? I'm El not host, shots. I'm just you saying. were the one that forgot that Dell was in the in the waiting room. So let's not do that right now, okay? <laughs> okay. So so you know, Dell, you no, know, love you and everything, but me and Mars, we got a little special thing going on. But you feel me? I missed, this a, is why I missed I, a lot of good topics. Just a lot of stuff been going on, but I'm here to to get real nasty today. So you, you good though, Dale? Like, and, like, and like good on your end? Solid. And Ron Boy is back with the worst top ten ever. <laughs> Can't miss that. <laughs> this is the only person I've seen in the draft picked Rondo. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, oh, Came back at the right time. <laughs> What's up, my boy? Chilling, chilling. Hey, has, has, has anything that. changed in your top ten? And is it any way? Do you know it off the top of your head? Can can you can you run that? Me no, me no. For everybody that hasn't heard it, he he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that at all. There's no way he has that written down somewhere. Euro probably was Euro here. Euro wasn't here for that either. I think. What? Nah. No, 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 no. Rom, Rom, man's top ten. No, no. no my top, top ten is pretty much the same as everybody else except for one person. Scotty Pittman hitting ten was crazy. <laughs> I think you had Kareem at one, right? Yeah, it's, it's Kareem, Jordan, Magic. Uh, That's what it was. Magic was Timmy, top three. Tim, Tim Duncan, Shaq, Kobe, Braun. Yeah, you just said my top ten pretty much like everybody else's. And so far, not even close. <laughs> I'm saying like when you when you when you in the top ten of all the of all the incredible basketball players that's been in the world, it's like what's the difference between being seven and three? You know, like a lot. But I get what you're trying to say, though, but a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah. That was a nice little context, Ben, Bob. Right. Would you say? <laughs> I'm just saying it's hard. It's not, but I get it. Mm. I mean, and then, so, and then you got Bird, Hakeem, and Pippen. So when Bron passes Kareem, is he going to move up from eight? Man, Bron is so dope. Like, Bron is like a, like a god amongst mere mortals, you know, and it's – so this this is the way I look at basketball. It's like so for somebody as dope as like a Kareem or a Magic or or like a, a Jordan, you know, for somebody to come along twenty years later and be in that top tier, it's kind of like how do I how do I replace a Magic Johnson? How do I replace Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? How do you replace uh, MJ? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I think I think it's still an incredible honor. And I'm just you know I'm not nobody, but it's to me to to be in the top ten list, even if it's my top ten, I think it's an incredible honor. Like. So, I, so wait, your top is, ten is sentimental, then? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it aren't. I mean, you just so said hard. you can't replace, like, you can't knock somebody like Magic off of their rank. Right, right, but that's, but that's, that's not because of my sentimental, me being sentimental or having so much love for Magic. It's just that Magic was so incredible that how do you, how do you, especially for two people that never played together, it's kind of like how do you replace that? You know? Can what, I ask you what guys? What you this? guys would? Dred's infatuation with Kareem at number one. Uh, wait, hold up, Dell. Before before that, before they answer that, I would like to know. I don't I don't understand the logic because when we talk no, about so Kareem that, Abdul Jabbar. That's why I want to ask, Dub, because we've we've talked about this last show. We have super chats about it. I want to know okay. why he the 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 uh what the hell? His requirements or like why you rank people, why you rank them. Because we were talking about accolades and like how should you rank players? Should you rank them based on accolades, skill, mixture of the two? So how do you put your top 10 together? Well, I mean, when you got, um, like, for instance, like, so Hakeem, I mean, Kareem and Shaq, 
I mean, the dominance is just it's unquestionable. Like you can't you can't do nothing with it with with Kareem. I know y'all say he was playing against plumbers or whatever y'all try to say, you know, whatever. But it's still like he was unstoppable. Shaq unstoppable. Jordan unstoppable. Uh, LeBron unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? These these all of these guys. It's kind of like I don't. My personal my personal thing is I don't see what's the problem of having somebody as long as they're in your top ten. There's no disrespect there. There's, there's no disrespect to not having Bron number two, as I, as I know quite a few people do. I, I think the main thing I'm confused about, especially for your career, is why is, Pippen's in there. <laughs> no, not even Pippen. Not even Pippen. It's that the fact you guys are so infatuated with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You say, oh, five rings, the longevity, and everything six. like that. The six, six, six rings. He has five. All right. He has six MVPs. He has six MVPs and five rings, I think. Or six rings. You could be right with that. But my bad, my bad. He does have six rings. No way. But my my whole question my whole question to you guys is that LeBron James is a guy who for the last 18 years of his career has been so dominant, has been so great in his own right, has been dominating the sport at Kareem's 18th year, I don't think he was playing at this high of a level as LeBron James is doing his 18th year. He's about to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in points, rebound, uh, assists as well. He passed him already. Rebounds, no, because, of course, Kareem got the rebounds and blocks. He's a big man. So my thing I'm just so confused about is if you're holding Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to this high of a level and you're not – and LeBron James, I know LeBron isn't in your top five, LeBron. He's not in your top five, uh, Bobby. I don't understand – how that correlates with one another because the same the same reasons on why you're crediting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you could give those same reasons to LeBron James. People call him the greatest scorer ever only because he's the leading scorer ever. That's it. Nothing, nothing else. I mean, but, no. LeBron's about to LeBron's about a passing. He is, but the thing about it is, I hate I I hate that shit when we get to talking about and and it was funny. KD had talked about it. Like, does 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 he said something like, does your scoring bag mean that you you do a bunch of dribbles or uh, that you, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I'm. It, well it's, it's going. It's going into what I'm saying, though. It's like just because you have a deep bag, that what does that equate to? But he's you not a passer. You you putting the no. I understand that. I'm saying you putting the ball into the hoop means that you're a scorer. Okay. Like like a lot of you guys that say that LeBron doesn't have a a deep bag or that he's not one of the best scorers in the league, but mm-hmm. he's about to pass Kareem. You got people to say, okay, oh, he got a deeper bag. People to say Kyrie got a deeper bag. People to say Steph got a deeper bag. But LeBron's mm-hmm. about to be the greatest scorer of all time. So it's like none of that really matters, Dub. Kareem was scoring the ball. But my question to you is if by your logic, Kareem is the best scorer of all time, LeBron's about to be the best scorer of all time because he's about to okay. pass him. Why the f- why the hell is LeBron because out of he- your top five? Because basketball, or he's not—he's in my top five, so I can't—I can't speak on that. But basketball, why is he not two? Why is he not two or three? Hold on, hold on, Dub, Dub. Because if if you remember, I mean, it was like a year ago. But I was just trying to say who were the top ten. Dale made me put him in order. I don't really—I don't really think that you can really put when guys are that good. It's kind of like, oh, who—who's really better than who? How—how—how was you know what I'm saying? How—how do you? When there's been hundreds of thousands of great basketball players in the world, how do you get ten of the, the top ten of them and really rank them one through ten? It's, it's my thing is my now. thing is if you keep one criteria for calling one guy one guy the goat, I expect you to apply that all across the board. I don't see if you have Kareem as the goat. 
I don't see how LeBron isn't two or three for you. He has because the longevity. He has Kareem, the – Kareem did it first. So since Kareem, Kareem since did it Kareem, first. Why is LeBron not two? Why is LeBron not two and why is LeBron not three? Because you got Jordan and Magic, bro. Magic, bro? Come on, son. Even as a player, bro, LeBron ain't – Magic ain't fucking with LeBron, bro. Easy. I'm not going to do this with you, Doug. You're 16, bro. I'm not going to do this with you. <laughs> bro, I'm pretty sure you ain't watched Prime Magic Johnson. You 30, right? We could do oh, the math I, right I, now. I, I, I went, I went, I've gone back and watched all the, all the games, bro. All so, the, all the bro, I'm going to kill Magic, bro. We're not I'm doing what? this, bro. <laughs> Magic can kill Magic Doing this? <laughs> but like, here's stop. the thing, though. It's, it's, it's two different games. Bron throws stupid no-look passes. Too. And, Bron, and, he, and he averaged 30 while doing that. Okay. And, Ma and Magic he's averaged bro, the most. He's, he's a guy. And it would not be touched. How much is this he averaged all time? Uh... He got I mean, the highest a, average, it's like 15. Oh, wait, so wait, it's a, it's, it's like a short, because I know John Stockton averaged 14 about a couple of times. That Magic didn't done that too. Oh, I'm just saying. I think, you, I think you he got the highest so sure. average of all time. It's, 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 it's 18 years to, to do as many as, I don't as know. 13. All right, let me hit these super chats because I want to get to this. So David Hubble sent a super chat, said, good at basketball equals winning. Winning equals accolades. Mars, can you explain to him why he's wrong? Because when it, basketball is a team sport, winning requires a team to be better than another team. The best player can be on a worse team. That doesn't mean he's worse at basketball. LeBron James played against Steph Curry, KD, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, arguably the best team of all time, and he lost. Would that mean Steph Curry and KD were both better than LeBron James? That's no, that's not what it means. Because you can judge a player individually and judge a player as a part of a team. Judging someone based on the result of a game means you are trying to say that the team's winning or losing is based on one person's contribution. And if that's what you believe in a team sport, God help I, you. I don't want to be disrespectful. So. No, just say God help you. It's okay. We can be respectful. God help your soul. <laughs> because that's not how that's not how teams and sports work. At all. You know, I would like to counter Mars' point and not even necessarily say that he's wrong because Mars, I actually I'm I'm happy that you brought up that we do need to focus on players' games more. We do we do need to acknowledge that what they do on the court and their skills are ultimately what drives this conversation. And that's why I'm going to say that's 50% of how I judge a player off his greatness. It's all on game skills. What your abilities to do on the court, what your abilities are on the court. And so that's the thing about these conversations is like how Bob was saying, you when you get all of these guys together, when you stockpile them and you pick the best of them, it's only a group of 15 to 20 players that you can put in there just based on their game. OK, so now once you weed everybody out, now you have to start doing some nitpicking. Now you have to start doing winning which is 20 25% of how I judge a player on the, on the greatest spectrum. So now you have to go into winning. Then you have to go into personal accolades. Uh, that's numbers, awards, um, big games and stuff like that. Like, you know, how many times they drop 60 or things of that nature. You know, historical performances and things of that nature. So it's like, once you, you after you get those group of guys, you have to nitpick between these certain type of things. And that's what differentiates players from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, all, all in there. But I'm like, Mars, you can't if we just if we just going off game, it's a lot of people that can be in that in that upper tier. But you then you have to start going into accolades to differentiate these players. It's like, does yeah, you can does, you can do that? I have I don't. 
character. I, I, I understand that, but I'm like, bro, does 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 winning not matter? No, see, ugh. does okay. the, that's does, not what does, said. He's I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna because I'm seeing something in the comments. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Morris. I'm not even. No, I'm, I'm no. I'm, I'm, I'm not, saying I'm, not I'm just trying to clarify. I'm just trying to clarify because there's people in the comments who are saying something that makes no sense to me. When I say we talk, we need to talk about players' games. It doesn't mean I'm saying Kyrie Irving is one of the 10 best players of all time because he's extremely skilled. That's not what I'm saying. If you want to do the evolution argument, which is players today are better than players 40 years ago, that's fine. I have no problem. Like You can say that it's true, so that's cool. I don't do that because I judge players relative to when they played, but that's, not, that's neither here nor there. But when I say we need to judge players based on their games, it doesn't mean who is the most skilled player that's the best player. No, that's not what it means. It means... How did you play the game of basketball and how was that able to impact your team? How was that able impact to impact what? What does impact equate to? Im- impact to impact. What does win- impact yeah, equate to? Yes, yeah, so let me impact in winning doesn't okay, mean all right, you all right, won. Bro, I don't want to hear nothing I'm, else. I'm I want to hear nothing well, else. I need to clarify because it because no, for some if, reason, if impact equates not to winning. It no, impact impact can equate to winning, but being more impactful doesn't mean you won more. That's where the disc- cause and effect. Being more impactful can lead to success in terms of winning championships. But it doesn't mean if you won championships, you were more impactful. There's, that's the difference. You can Yo, be less we, impactful we than someone else We the ball in the air to win the and game. And you can be more impactful than someone and, that you didn't win. That's right, how impact is determined the ball in the air to on win how the you game. impacted your team. You can impact your team more than someone else impacted their team, but their team can still win. Because impact comes from everyone on the team, 12 players, 10 players, however many play. All of them are impacting and contributing to the success of that team. Your individual impact can be higher than everyone on the other team, but their team total impact leading to the success of a championship can be higher because the team is better. So judging impact based solely on rings and championships or whatever the case may be is just a lazy way of looking at it, in my opinion, because there's more than one player contributing to that success, which is why I can say impact on winning without saying this player has more rings and therefore was more impactful because I don't think they go hand in hand that easily. Now, for example, in the top 10 players of all time, for me, when I'm ranking the best players of all time, the greatest players of all time, whatever, all of them have championships. Am I saying that they are better than other people because they have championships? No, but I'm saying they were so impactful to their teams, they were able to win championships. They were able to win championships because they were in great situations, but they were still the most impactful player towards that success because of how great they were as players. It doesn't mean they are worse because they are better because they won championships. No, because I think Kevin Garnett in Minnesota, who I keep going back to, was better than he was in Boston. He never won a championship because he didn't have the right situation around him. It's for sure cases of of that. It's for sure cases of that. So it's not exclusive to winning championships. I'm not going to say you are better because you won a championship than someone who didn't. But most of the best players, because of how great they were, they were able to win championships. That's just how it goes. It's solely based off of that. All right, so I was trying to find this comment, and I found it. This is on the accolades don't mean shit segment um, that we dropped yesterday. Someone commented, said, these guys are making a mockery out of the game of basketball at this point. People who are not good at basketball don't receive accolades. People who are good do receive accolades. It's that simple. It takes common sense and just a wee bit of basketball IQ to figure this out. I don't know why you need basketball IQ to figure that out. You just look at it. Anyway, 
He said, these guys don't deserve to talk basketball. I am unsubscribing before I become brainwashed. That's heat. So I responded and I said, just to make sure we understand what you're saying, every player who has played or does play in the NBA who has not received an accolade sucks at basketball. Are we understanding that correctly? They never responded to me um, because I, who knows why, but that just doesn't make any sense to me. So if you don't receive an accolade, you suck at basketball now? I don't see... I don't think anyone who's bad, I mean, no NBA player is bad, but relative. I don't think anyone who's bad has won an accolade. I don't think there's been a bad defender who's won defensive player of the year. I don't think there's been a bad overall player who's won an MVP. I don't think there's been a bad player who's made an all-NBA team. But make winning those awards, winning a defensive player of the year, doesn't mean you were the best defender in the NBA. Like, for example, where I agree with Dell, he talks about Yanis and his defense and how he doesn't think Yanis is a great defender. I don't agree with that opinion. But when those takes go on TikTok and people say, what's he talking about? Yanis has a defensive player of the year. Like, what does that mean? You're not saying anything about how Yanis plays defense. You're just saying he won an accolade. So that means that Dell is wrong. If you believe Dell is wrong, like I do, make a point about how you say he's wrong other than just pointing to an award he won, which says nothing about his game. I believe Yanis is a good defender and I give reasons for that. Dell believes Yanis is a bad defender. Well, yeah, Giannis isn't a great defender and he gives reasons for that. We're talking about the game of basketball. We're talking about an accolade he won, which just disproves everything. Tim Duncan doesn't have a defensive player of the year. To me, he was clearly one, he was clearly the best or one of the best defenders in the NBA for damn near a decade. He has no defensive player of the years. Same thing with Kevin Garnett. He has one defensive player of the year. I would say he was like Tim Duncan, one of the best defenders in the NBA for damn near a decade. So if you just want to point to the accolade argument and use that as a reason for why someone is great or good at defense or better than someone else it makes no sense because you're not talking about how they play defense you're just talking about an award they won like Marcus Smart won defensive player of the year no one here I believe thinks Marcus Smart is the best defender in the NBA we can all judge that we can all watch the game and see he's not the best defender in the NBA but he won the awards and 20 years down the line just like these people who love the accolades now there's going to be people saying Marcus Smart won a defensive player of the year he's a better defender than the guys like Drew Holiday Ben Simmons um, who else only has one defense player of the year? Maybe they'll even say he's a better defender than Draymond Green simply because he won an award that some people seem to believe makes you better at basketball when it, that's not the case. Just bro, judge them based bro. on how they play basketball, not it's... based on awards they won, based on people who vote, people just like you and I, who you seem to give more credibility to because they have a vote for an award. It doesn't mean they are right. You're just using other people's opinions to make your own. And that's just dumb to me. Like, that makes no sense. It's hilarious that people are still completely misunderstanding what is said and they take because you say this this must mean you mean this so people are saying yes of course accolades matter matter certain accolades do matter in certain aspects but when we're talking about who is a better basketball player and you're comparing basketball players accolades do not provide an an argument to why someone is better and i don't know how people keep misunderstanding this but anyway let's move on because we've been talking about this for couple episodes now aaron butta has an amazing question if top players were food what would they be what <laughs> what how do you even answer that simple it depends on your taste bud yeah Balls. yeah true i don't even know how to answer that that's <laughs> the deck i can't i can't justify calling another lebron grown-ass man a lebron is sushi that's what? gross LeBron is sushi? Fuck no. LeBron is sushi, yeah. Nah, not everybody loves sushi. You got you got something that everybody loves. Like everybody loves chocolate. Beyonce doesn't like chocolate. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, you, see, no. you, know, you see, you can't say everybody. <laughs> I don't know, bro. 
I don't know how to do that one. Why not? That's crazy. Okay, question. actually, we're not having fun today. That's fire. Sorry, Aaron. Hey, I Morris, hold on, hold on, hold on. Morris, you said KD is what? Cupcake. <laughs> cupcake? Yeah. That's out of pocket, bro. Why is he a cupcake? Because he's sweet. No, nah, just everyone knows he's a cupcake. <laughs> okay. All right. Drink more water. Is Pop still considered a top coach in the league? Absolutely. Yes. When did he not? When did he stop being considered a top coach? Just because his team's been pushed, like his players, doesn't mean that he's gone down in any way. Yeah, I mean the Spurs are rebuilding. No, I expected to bring them to the playoffs. Yeah, we got to stop doing that. I mean, Greg Pop is only. You understand, like if you don't have the players in order to succeed, it's it's hard. You know, I mean, Greg Pop. I think he's still a great coach, but ever since Kawhi Leonard left. I mean, there's really not been on the guys on that team that could really impact the game, like Mar says, impact the game for them to win. And, you know, you just can't hold that accountable to Greg Popovich. DeJounte Murray was supposed to be a staple for them, but he was getting riddled by injuries. And last year was the only year where he played like a full season. And they, yeah. they didn't play amazing, but they weren't playing trash, in my opinion. They were okay. I think they were in the running for a play-in. They were in the play-in. They, just they were in the play-in, right? So, and I mean, you just... He's doing the best he could with the players that's out there right now. And you just – no, I just hate that. People see, oh, Greg Pop, he's not winning right now. So, you know, he's worse of a coach than he is before because he's not winning the way that he used to. It's like, bro, that lacks so much context, bro. You got to understand the players that he's involved, the situation that the Spurs are in. They're in rebuild mode. They're still trying to find that star for their organization. And it's just so annoying and so disingenuous to who those guys are, bro. And I just hate it when people do dumbass shit like that because – he didn't get any worse as a coach. Bro, you just made Pop up some one crazy scenario. Listen, Pop is one of the like goats for this reason, in my opinion, because I think a coach is not necessarily just a guy that, you know, um, you know, runs X's and O's. He's also a guy that teaches basketball to other people and not just the players. Look at Ime. You know what I mean? Despite his, you know, situation or whatever, that's a great coach. He's from the Greg Popovich school. Uh, Becky Hammond. She's from the pop school. You know what I mean? So it's like mm -hmm. he's raising great coaches at, while he's, you know, raising great players also. So mm -hmm. pop to me is all the way up there. I, I think so too. But what about, um, uh, correct me if, me if y'all disagree, but if you look at uh, DeMar DeRozan last year, it seems to me like he got so much better after that year with the Spurs. Like he was already a great player. I mean, a really, really good player. But if you see how he gets to his spots now, like he, 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 just, he seems like he's playing just more effective, more efficient. Like I, I think that's a direct correlation to spending that season with the Spurs. Are you alluding to that Greg Popovich just did not utilize him correctly? No, no, I, I'm not saying that. Like I, I think Greg Popovich is like number one, right? You know, if not you know, if not two, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like um, kind of like how Euros is saying like his his um, all the all the coaches he raised from. I think I think Budenhauser too. Um, it's, a, it's a bunch of them. And he, he taught DeMar an area of basketball that he didn't right. learn before. And now he's able to, like, once he's out of that Spurs system and he's with the Bulls now, he's able to implement some of but, that pop teachings yeah. mm -hmm. in his game. But, same with, yeah. The same with DeJounte Murray. You're going to see him go crazy in Atlanta. 
Hold on. Yeah. Regardless yeah. if they DeMar win or not. Like, I think DeMar, DeMar became DeMar a much better good. passer in San Antonio. But DeMar like, DeMar DeMar was good before right, coming and so that translates sport. crazy with the Bulls because they yeah, are that he, type He of just team. had less of a scoring responsibility, but I mean, he still had the game to score. He just took less of a responsibility and he was much better passer. And I think he's carried... He's kept the same scoring ability and now he's elevated right. his playmaking and passing. And, and he's, he's also a better more defender free. now as well. Right. Yeah. And, that's all, and, I, and I would credit that to his time with the Spurs in Pop's system and so the teachings I. of Pop's. So, yeah, J.D., JD I, I think I think DeMar was, was great. I think he was a really good player when he was with Toronto. But I just yeah. think that year with the Spurs really kind of, you know. Elevated his game. Yeah, it polished him. Got and you. To go to the Bulls and have a couple more, like, Zach Levine and uh, Vucevic to have some a couple more players that he didn't really have with the Spurs because, like, as you say, they're rebuilding. You can really see, like, he's he's better now than he was with Toronto. Got you. All right, the Super Chats are pouring in. Hold up right quick, J.D. Uh, And with Pop, keep in mind, though, too, the the Spurs wouldn't necessarily be where they are and in the position they're in if Kawhi doesn't ask for that trade. Mm -hmm. Because keep in mind, they, they they keep Kawhi. So so now they don't go into rebuild mode. And on top of that, now you you pair up DeJounte and he gets to grow under Kawhi. So now it's like you you got a you got a, a superstar. I think Kawhi's a superstar. You got a superstar, then you got an all-star with DeJounte, and who knows who else they pick up. You know, the Spurs are great at drafting. Somebody else might come in free agency. So the Spurs will still really be one of the top teams in the West. I, I hear you, but we don't know if, if if Kawhi is would be considered a superstar if he hadn't won with with the Raptors. Toronto. I mean, the the season where he got injured with uh, when he when he stepped on Petrullia's ankle, Kawhi was playing at a superstar rate. Yeah, I mean, he was like he was definitely a great player. What I'm saying is, though, like like, people like the consensus opinion of people in the basketball community, they say, okay, Kawhi's a superstar after he did what he did with Toronto. Superstar. But I, I get what you're saying, though. But either way it goes, you still have Kawhi Leonard as your number one option, and then you know. That 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 changes a whole lot of things, you know. You got players that have possibly come over and play with him. Uh, he can help groom those younger guys. You know, Kawhi. He's he's just one of those guys where you know he just makes your franchise better altogether. So who I'm saying with Kawhi, they probably don't be in the situation that they're in right now. Um. All right, Travis Lindsay, Ron. He averaged eleven point one nine, so nowhere near fourteen. No, for a season, he averaged 14. It was yeah. something like that, 13 or 14 over one of the seasons. But over his career, yeah, I mean, and that's still number one of all time. And that was the main point I was making. Aaron Budda, thanks for contributing, J.D. and Mars. No fun PC. I agree, Aaron. What's going on over here? MC Robinson, J.D., put TMZ spill tea on the show. This man's being wild in the chat. Maybe next show, we got seven people up here. So we, we already are packed house. Eric Dupree, Tim Duncan, top five all time. Fire. Cam Cobain, do you all think Coach K would have been a, a good or great coach in the NBA? No. Mm. Who knows? I mean, mm. you got to understand. Egos, like, Egos with these players. But he he been coaching Team USA. Uh, so he knows how to manage Egos. I mean, that's a super different dynamic. But like, it depends he, on – I think it depends on what level Coach K, like when he starts. Like if it's like from like 2015, I think he'll be a good NBA coach. Like, he had to get hardware first, you know? Like, they had to respect him first. It couldn't just be. Like, I think if he wanted last five years, if he coached an NBA, I think he'll be a good coach because he's well-respected, and now they know him because yeah. of Team USA. I think Team USA, it helps them a lot. But he's been of, with Team USA since the Dream Team. 
No, he's been with, but he's the head coach. He just got the head. I think his first head coach job was 08, right? Like being I mean, around. Yeah, whenever. But what I'm saying is, though, like there, got, there are coaches, assistant coaches, you know, that are on, right. on the on the staff that have all the respect just because of who they are on, you know. But Calipari, he was a part of the USA. He tried coaching. He had one solid year, went back to college. I think the Coach K lore is different, but I'm saying him being the face of Team USA, meeting with Kobe, Kobe then – because the Lakers offered him the job when they hired Rudy Tomjanovich, I think, and he turned it down. I don't know how he would have been back then. Is like, he like – you you saying he'd be a good coach? Uh, is His problem would have been like the players, like them – Well, is, co- college overseas is a – coaches league like coaches for sure got the most say so they give a little power to their best player etc etc but the nba as we know is a players league i've never seen anything like the nba in terms of coaching i went to a couple games sat there i watched jerry sloan coach deron williams and he called a timeout didn't say nothing for the whole timeout he just sat there and then they just ran back out there then i seen david blatt with the Cavs being number one get smacked a game and then they fire him for tyron lue the Cavs was but, number but one at is the a, time. Came from a league, you know what I mean, where it was like he was the man or whatever. And then he no, but goes doesn't on the team, then he goes to the NBA, and it's all players, and not only all players. Right. It's that's, LeBron. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. That's my point of how it's such a players' league that no matter what you're doing as a coach, a player, or anything could get you out of there. David Blatt was number one. He got smacked one game, and they just fired him. He was first yeah. in the East at the time. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying it's like no matter how you want he would and to and he still hasn't got another head coaching job after that his first year he went to the finals his second year he's number one in the league and get fired because he he ain't make his bones he ain't cut his teeth in the, in the league he was overseas he was with Maccabi he was like you know my, what I mean but think about it though my point is the fact look at Luke Walton he he messed up with the Lakers. He doubled back. The Kings still gave him a head coaching job. What I'm saying is like they know these names. Like look at fucking uh, what's my man's name? Uh, that's my Etoro Messina. That's my point. Messina is a Greg Popovich guy. Nobody knows him though. You know what I mean? So he wouldn't be able to just go over to the league and like get, get a coaching job. No, that yeah, no, I get that. My point is saying is how is such a player's league. David Black did so like his NBA resume is incredible, and they're still not giving him a chance based on players. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's like that's it's it's insane to me. Dell got a super chat for you from Charlie. Dell, what's the best basketball park in NYC? I think Euro could also answer this as well, and not including the Ruck. Well, historically, it would be probably you not including Ruck, of course, because historically that's all you have to say. But nowadays, you'll have is Dykeman. Dykeman. I'm saying they'll say Dykeman because of the streets, but Gersh Park in terms of the tournament that's coming up. And I, I, they won't remember this, but back in the days also, Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Different. Kingdom was crazy. They shut that shit down. There's too yeah. much violence it came, going on. It came back this summer, though, and it was all right. Like, yeah. I think next year is going to be better. But And I think uh, just for, like, the, the, the flair of it, even though it's dangerous as hell playing in the in the cage, but the cage is crazy. So what's fourth? Yeah. That that's better now too. Is so it, that's probably the safest place to play now. Oh, where? Because yeah, because it got so. Uh, it's a city, but it's like it'd be all like the white people on the gate Gen- now. Yes, Gen- yeah, exactly. It's so it's like the safest, like the safest right now. Uh, one of my favorite names, I think, now in uh, players' choice viewers, Von Giovanni, DJ Khaled, Stephen Curry, or James Harden. Who's more impactful offensively in their prime? Obviously. 
impact on the team or impact on the game? I mean, it's Curry. I don't think it's close. It's Steph. It's yeah. Steph. Are, they, are they not in their prime anymore? It's Steph. It's I mean, Steph. people think because James Harden was hurt, he's past his prime. I'm I think he's been, he'll be back. He, I think he was a little out of shape. He's peaked. Harden stuff. Yeah, he's peaked. He's not oh, going to get I thought you said, I don't think he's peaked. I was going to say, that's going to be a scary James Harden in this. Right? No, 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 no. But he's still in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> answer is Steph. Like. Uh, speaking of James Harden, I tweeted the other day about how we have a healthy Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, James Harden, all looking like they're going to be in great shape to start the season. So it's going to be... AD's coming back healthy, like oh my god, we are hopefully in store for a really good season. Are we talking? Are we talking about who's going to the finals? Hold on, did everyone say Steph in that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Can can I ask why? I just like I just want to know. I just want to like why was Um, it like? Well, I I said Steph because um, if we're going strictly based on who was more impactful, um, Steph Curry with and without KD has led. Damn near some of the best playoff offenses of all time while he's on the court. Like you look at us, you got Nash's sons, um, the Dallas Mavericks in the early two thousands, and then Steph Curry's Warriors while he's on the court, with or without a Clay Thompson, with or without a Kevin Durant, that team is pushing the best offenses of all time. And it's simply because of Steph Curry. Because they without Steph on the floor and with Clay, KD, Draymond, the offense is good but it's not all-time great with Steph Curry with whatever mixture of those guys you want we're pushing the best offense of all time in the playoffs in the regular season it's the same thing I don't think like Clay Clay, KD and them they could they could have did that I mean I'm not gonna say that was as good but I mean you got Clay Thompson and KD you're still gonna get there so so yeah good offense but we didn't have an all-time great off like with all-time great like top one top two all-time with Steph on the floor how the year uh, James averaged 36, and mm-hmm. what was it? I know that's individual, um, and that's the 2019. How, how, how was – I don't know. How was the team offense like? Um, the best here? team offense they had was 2018, obviously, when James won MVP mm-hmm. and they won right. 65 games. They had one of the best regular season offenses in the like of all time based on offensive rating. But in the playoffs, it, the defense was really what was pushing them through the rounds. The offense kind of fell off a bit in the playoffs. And that's my issue with James Harden. His offensive production and impact tends to taper off in the playoffs, whereas Steph Curry maintains so that was, impact. So was that year, was James' impact on offense better? Or it was then, still Steph's year? Steph. Um, I'd say it was still Steph based on the playoffs solely. But in the regular season, you can say James Harden's offensive impact was higher than Steph and I. Okay, because because I don't know the how I don't know how the you know the team concept you know how you said impact you compare mm-hmm. it bring the win and I don't know how the team concept of of um the Warriors with of course who, their Clay and all that compare to James Harden eighteen with whoever he had of course it's him he, you know he's he's the offense basically like Chris Paul is there but yeah yeah you could say you could say Steph's the offense but. I think he's the system, but the offense they 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 run it. It's not the same clip, but it's elevated with what what Clay does, what Draymond does. I think you take off James that year. I don't see it's like a it's like totally night and day instead of the Warriors where they could like you know finagle a little better because of the system. So I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't, don't know. Think Del, Chris if you take leads in a Mike D'Antoni offense, it falls off like completely. 
Yes, because he's not as good as good of a three point shooter. As James yeah, he's Harden. not as you know, obviously he's and, not James Harden that fools. Yeah, off, but, but that, but that's you know what I'm saying. That's not completely, but that's his his is shooting threes. But Dell, like, you take Steph Curry off the Warriors, that we we like. I don't. You wanna, think you like, think it's worse we, taking we Steph actually, off with than our offense actually than like, James partially falls apart. Well, James missed some games in 2018, and the offense was still able to function. Maybe not as great, but they were still of able course, to Of course, just good. like Steph missed game in the I, offense still functions. It's, yeah, it's like I'm talking about yeah. the totality. I just, I, I, I just, the only thing I don't like about it, Mars, is I when think, you say he led the he led the offense in like an all-time great offense. I don't really mm-hmm. like that because there's more factors than just Stephen Curry being there on why that offense was all-time great. Draymond well, yeah, Green and his yeah. passing ability, Klay Thompson mm-hmm. his shooting ability. So I agree with you where I think Stephen Curry is clearly more impactful, but it has nothing to do with the way that the offense is at an all-time great because I think – like we said before, that's more credited to how great the team is. Yeah, we, I sp- think, we spoke about this yesterday, though, with the yeah, making good teams great versus making for sure. the K teams good. So I think yeah. Stephen Curry is so impactful because, like we said, the way that defenses has to play him compared to, like, a James Harden, defense is it's, it's insane, bro. Like, the way that they have to game plan for him, the way they have to prepare for him for to pick him up for 30, feet, 30 and 40 feet, that's so much of a hassle than a James Harden to me. Because even though James Harden does work more with the ball in his hands, that off-ball movement that Stephen Curry does, it's it's something that's like irreplaceable. So that's why I would say that Stephen Curry is more impactful, not that the offense is at an all-time great offense. Because that's more like the team is just amazing. The team is just great, in my Eric, opinion. Eric Dupree, would Steph win a chip in a Mike D'Antoni system? Nobody wants a chip no. in a Mike D'Antoni offense. Thank you. Let's not do that, bro. Who's Let's the not play, act. Who's the players around? The 07 Suns had a very good chance of winning. No, the 2018 Rockets had a good chance of winning, bro. What's the paper they need? And it looked good, but bro, they weren't. The 07 Suns had a chance to beat the Spurs, and then we know what happened. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Bro. Yes, they did. No, Mike. No, Mike D'Antoni offense is stacking up. Did D'Antoni ever? Was he ever in the finals? Stop. No, I don't think he's ever made the final. I just thought no, he's never. So, yeah, so how are you going to say that, like, they don't even make it out of their conference, Doug? Because they – you got to think about it like this. I mean, like, most 2000... people would say they could have won in 2018. For sure. Oh, and who would they play in the championship? LeBron James, they will whack his ass. They didn't have Kyrie Irving. Listen, they didn't have Kyrie Irving, bro. LeBron didn't have ran circles around that Rockets team. LeBron, are you fucking what? shitting me right now, bro? So LeBron, so LeBron the, was the all Rockets, alone. The Rockets, 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 Marathon. He would have went crazy. I agree. The team still would have lost, though. Nah, bro. DJ Tucker was starting at the center, bro. And that, and I make that point, and people just act. No, it wasn't. It was Clint Capella in 2018. What are we doing? Clint, uh, PJ Mike, Tucker Mike was the five in 2020. Mike, Mike is not happy with that. All right, Sharon. Sharon top three in MVP. WTF hit you with the WTF? It's crazy. Are you talking about Euro? Blake Griffin was top three in MVP in 2014. He's not a superstar. Jermaine O'Neal was top three in MVP in 2004. Hold on, put that back up. So. I didn't. I didn't see that. What? 
Because you said you don't know if Kawhi was a superstar in 2017, but then he said he was top three in MVP. So that I didn't say it, my dad. This motherfucker ain't listening, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, you're a clock out when people ain't listen to him. Uh, I bet I'm going to listen to him. It's annoying when people don't listen. We just jump to a conclusion, man. All good. All right, let's move. Yo, there's 350 of y'all in here. We only have 108 likes. What are you doing? If you're coming in to watch some players' choice, the entry fee is hitting that like button. Make sure you subscribe as well if you're not subscribed to Players' Choice channel. Um, let's talk about a little bit of the preseason action. Warriors and Wizards played in Japan. James Wiseman, first game, 20-9. and nine. Um, What are you guys' expectations for James Wiseman and the Warriors going into this season? I have no faith in James Wiseman. Why don't you have faith in him, bro? I, I never understood that. I didn't think he was like, when he played with you guys in his first year, I don't think he was trash. Do you think he was trash? I think he was a, a, he wasn't an NBA level player when he played with us as a rookie. Like he was terrible. I mean, he only played like six college games. Yeah, I that's got to give him I, yeah, some he, time you know, to develop. He, get, he gets time. I still don't. I think this season he's not going to be good. I think he was terrible last night. He was good in the first game. He was terrible last night. I think he's he shouldn't be starting. That's still loony. I think you play him sparingly, maybe twenty minutes a game. You don't feature him at all. He's not good enough to be featured in our team. You play him when you play him in if you want to play him in meaningless games, get him get him run out 30 minutes, that's cool. In the playoffs, he should be playing maybe 10, 15 minutes a game. And if you try and feature him heavily this year, it's gonna derail our season, in my opinion. Well, I don't think they would feature him heavily because Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and everything. But playing a supporting cast role like a Kevon Looney, you really don't think he could excel better than no. Kevon mm. at all? Damn. Be- better than Kevon Looney? No way. I don't even think he can provide 70% of what Kevon Looney does. I mean, He's a bad I, rebounder. I mean, He's completely a terrible defender. different roles, I think. Or I, I, he runs the floor that. well. Let me he phrase that. I think well, Looney funny. is the perfect player for the role that he needs to play for the uh, Warriors to have success. I don't think... A player like Wiseman is the suited type of player, that. yeah, suited for that. But to say that you know he can't contribute, in, you know, in a significant way, I don't, I don't think I can get behind that. I now I will say this though, like that. when you say twenty minutes, I you know I me, mean, I'm good with twenty minutes. I think that's you know, I mean that's right on point. He might foul out in those twenty minutes, but let him learn. <laughs> yeah, that's in the cool. regular season, I'm fine. In the playoffs, those minutes need to. They don't have to rely on him. He has he has potential. Um probably not on our team. I don't think he has much potential, like as presently constructed in like the next two seasons to really be mm-hmm. a big player for us. That's why I thought we were going to trade him, because I think he still has value. I think we could get better pieces for our team right now. But going forward, maybe five, six years down the line, that's fine. He was a number two pick for a reason. But as of now and as a rookie. I haven't seen anything to suggest he can be a good player for us at any time soon. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see for that. I, I didn't watch too much of him in college, but I think he could develop into a good player, especially for in the future. Let's say if Stephen Curry falls off and guys like that. So I think I, we'll have to see for that one. I have enough faith in the Warriors system and the coaching and everybody else to where they won't have Wiseman in a position that it's going to harm them. So, like, all the concerns that you have, Mars, like, I, I really don't see that being an issue at all. It's hard to... And, and all, I see, bad, all I see is talent. defensively. I don't yeah, know, that's, that's I, fine. I don't like, let him, let him be whatever he's at. I'm not saying he's overrated or over uh, or whatever, overhyped or none of that stuff. I'm just saying, like, he is what he is. But I think 
you know, all I see is talent and all I see is, you know, him being able to improve in a on a team where he has the freedom to do that. I, I think that's all good. I agree with that. He has talent and he can develop with us just not playing a big part. You don't think but, that he can just work on his defense and be a better defender? Like, it's not really that hard for a guy who's like, with that many responsibilities off your chest, he could just be like a nice little room protector. He could yeah, he can, he can become a good defender. I mean, that was like the thing for him coming out of college. He didn't play a bunch, but that was the thing, like great room protector, elite athlete. I didn't know he was this slow laterally. I didn't know that. Like, even as a rookie, he was very slow, like just sliding his feet. I didn't know that was a thing which mm-hmm. is kind of a concern. I didn't know he fouled this much, which is also a concern. He's not as strong as I thought he would be. So I have a lot of issues with him defensively. A lot of them can get ironed out. I just don't think they're going to be fixed now. Dude is, dude is 19, 20 years old. And, and I'm talking, it, it said expectations for him this no, season. And I'm just saying, no, right, I expect no, this I, season, abs- I expect abs- him to be terrible. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think so, bro. He's, he's got, you know, he's, he's, he's got Terrible. a couple years under his belt. He's, he's got a chance to, you know, really sit back, watch film. He's got a chance to be in the weight room. You got to understand, too, when you were watching him, uh, dude was kind of, he was, he was banged up. So it's hard to play through injuries. And on top of that, you're playing at a whole different level. Well, I think, I think Wiseman is going to have a pretty impressive year. I, I, I really do believe he's going to. And on top of that, bro, when you play with the likes of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, all the other vets they have over there in the Steve Kerr system, your expectations are low. And on top of that, they make the game easier for you. So I bro, I, I think it's not going to be anything for him to, to plug and play and play with those guys. On top of that, bro, don't, don't let those few games that you've seen fool you. Wiseman got game for real. It's the reason he was the number one overall player in high school. It was the reason why he was picked number one overall. And, you know, it's the reason why he's he's been so highly touted. So I, I think he just needs a little bit of time to, to play, adjust. I mean, look at what Jalen Green did last year. Me and you are, are all high. Me and you are both high on Jalen Green. It took him a whole half NBA season to really demonstrate mm-hmm. what he can actually do. And I, I, don't, I still don't even think he was able to show fully what he can do. So, you know, with, with due time, bro, Wiseman is going to really, like, show what he can do and how nice he is look at dale jr dale jr making an appearance on the pod that's beautiful <laughs> beautiful everyone's having babies right now it's crazy I'm no longer the youngest on the panel let's go celebration should i have a kid? Top 10 all-time top 10 okay dub should what? you have a kid no dub you should, should not have a kid i think i should not Puerto Ricans, ask. Puerto Ricans is twenty five and and under. That's like our time limit. So I'm reaching there, bro. So I gotta hit, gotta hit that mark before I hit twenty five. Time limit. What? Puerto Ricans, we pop them out early, bro. Okay. Uh, and Mars, Mars. So the thing, the thing about um, Wiseman and kind of Ron kind of touched on it. I think so. You said like the playoffs, by the playoffs, like that's eighty two games, and that's a whole year um, to come. You know, to you know, you know, Draymond Green's gonna have him. You know. Come stay after a little bit. I'm going to show you this, show you that. Teach him a, a big thing about playing defense is angles, too. So when you say he's slow laterally, as long as he is, though, if he learns to instead of stepping like this way, to step here and beat the player to the spot, things like that, you know, those are things that if you don't know, you have to be taught, you know. So Dray- Draymond Green and um, Kevon Looney is actually pretty good. I, I-, I noticed last year, actually my mom, my mom pointed out to me that he's, he's you know, moving his feet pretty well. So Ke- Kevon Looney and uh, Draymond Green, I think we'll probably take them under the, take them under their wing a little more and kind of teach them just just little things like that on how to stay on your toes and you know just IQ on the defensive end. Um, and also, right. 
You said what? I, I hope you're right. Like, I yeah. want Wiseman to be good. I just haven't seen right. anything to suggest he will be at this point. But I, I want him to be good. I'm not going to root against my players actively. Like, so I, but, I hope but what's the what's the benchmark that you're holding him to though? Like, when you say um, good, I, like, where, where do I you? Don't, I, I don't know. I don't expect an all star anything. I just I just want to have I a good def- I just want to have a good defensive center like a Kavon Looney. He needs to be a better. Oh, rebounder. he can definitely be that. Man. I think he could be that year, pretty I think, easily. You, I think you're hitting year, the panic button. So. He can definitely be no, that. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't seen anything to suggest that. I think I need him to be a better rebounder. He needs to have better hands. He drops the ball a whole lot, which is weird to me. And there's a lot of confidence. That's only confidence. It's a lot of little things for me that are just bothering me and I and he hasn't shown me to be a high IQ player, but he's a young player, so that can develop. It's just this season, the expectations for this season, I don't expect much. Going forward, all those things like those things can develop, that's fine. But this season, I don't expect much from him. Man, he's going to replace Kevin, bro. Keep keep in mind though, too, Wiseman, he's he's used to being the guy a, through AAU, through high school, even at Memphis. So, bro, it's it's hard to go from being the guy to all of a sudden, like I always have the ball in my hand, to now I'm waiting for the ball to come. I'm waiting for the ball to come. And then, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they pass you the ball and you drop it or it goes through your hand just because you're not really used to being that guy. You're used to, like, touching the ball every single possession. So, bro, that that can, like, you know, make your play go up and down. But, bro, once he once he adjusts into that system and playing with those guys, bro, it's, it's, it's going to be all right. I, Ron, I that, that's a fact what you just said. Like part of basketball too is rhythm and being comfortable and everything like that. And the fact that James Wiseman, like you said, he's not playing as big of a role as he is, you know, that affects his comfortability, that affects his rhythm, that affects his confidence as well. I think you gotta you gotta give man some time, Mars. Like to say that he's gonna be worse than Kevon I'm Looney. Giving, like, I'm, I'm giving not, him time. You said this worse than Kevon Looney. Yes, that's crazy. This season he'll be worse than Kevon Looney. I think that's crazy. This is all this season. I'm not saying 10 years down the line. Like this season I expect him to be our second best center. I know what you're saying. I still think it's crazy. Shit, <laughs> I think you're underrating Kevon Looney. Yeah, Kevon Looney's really good. Like, oh no, yeah, he's not trash. I'm not gonna say Looney's great trash. Great rebounder. He's a very yeah. good defender on the perimeter and inside. And like scoring like some putbacks really but he's still good the nba has returned to seattle they the clippers played uh maccabi i forget the name but they're like a running up yeah they're like a b i don't know what the levels are but they're like a b team they're they're not the euro league maccabi the running up team maccabi running up right they yeah, won by, they won by forty. That's what I know. Yep. So, so they had their first game in Seattle. Their second game in Seattle tomorrow at the Climate Pledge Arena. They're playing the Blazers. I'm actually going to the game tomorrow. I'm juice. Is Kawhi so, playing? Kawhi has uh, he's making his return on Monday. John Wall is playing on Monday. <clears throat> you hold on. Did you say you going to that game? Yes. You got an extra ticket. If I hear about an extra ticket, I will let you know. You'll be the first person I let know, actually. If you Don't hear, fucking pump fake me like you did last time, fool. Nah, we so we we have tickets with us and our friends, but if somehow I come across a ticket, I will let you know. Like we don't currently have extra tickets, but fire. Yeah, you'll be the first person I let know. Um, yeah, so I'm stoked for that. It's gonna be dope. I I think I brought this up uh two or three weeks ago, but there's rumors. And these are rumors. This is all speculation, so don't take my word on it. But they could potentially announce expansion 
at this game, and I believe there's going to be another preseason game in Vegas mm-hmm. sometime. I don't know when that that game's happening or who's playing. But Lakers and Suns, I believe, in Vegas. Because so, LeBron but, is going to announce that he will be part of the ownership group 100%. You know what that means. Hey, it's the reason why he came to the Pro-Am. You know what that means. Come on, Brian. Go ahead, you, come on to the Northwest. Yo, I no, want, I'm talking I, about Vegas, man. Yeah, oh, I he already man. said that he wants a team in Vegas. So if Would they, you, if the Lakers are playing in in the Vegas, right for for exhibit exhibition game, and yeah. he's already said that, and the NBA, you know, has announced that they're going to, you know, plan on making an announcement for expansion teams, and they said two teams, and the only two cities that really come into question are Seattle and Vegas. Like that. That's just my. That's just what I'm thinking. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but well, he has he has to retire first before he can do that. Yeah, but I mean, he can still draw up all the paperwork and shit like that, and he will be retired by the time you know the the team is up. Right, right. Like it's I don't not know. like Dub thinks he could play till 45. So who knows? There ain't no that damn nah, bro. There's no way he don't can't play till 45, bro. Ron, do you, would you want LeBron to own the Sonics? Uh, I mean, yeah. In what I mean, what why not? The reason why I would I, like LeBron to, to have ownership in the Sonics, if that was to be a possibility, I think we're we're jumping off a crazy cliff. But if that was to be the case, uh, I like having previous players there just because first off, sure, obviously they, they, they know the game and things like that, but then also too, and, and they can relate to the players. But yeah. to, to piggyback on that, uh I, I could see free agents wanting to come and play for a team that LeBron is a part of just because they know it'll be a player friendly uh Organization is True. it a organization? I think LeBron, it would be. I think LeBron it be. already been a GM, so yeah, it's he, like, he, be, you know? he be shipping cats out. <laughs> that ain't good. Then he's gonna put some good pieces in place. I mean, that's just the nature of the business, though. But I want. I don't. I I don't know about like the the owner, but I for sure want pieces in place in terms of like the front office. I want him to be like ex Seattle guys. Like I would love a Detlef Schrempf in there. In some capacity, it would be dope if Gary Payton was involved in some capacity, Sean like some Kemp. Seattle legends, Sean Kemp in there. Any any Seattle legends being a part of the the Sonics in some capacity would be. Sean Kemp elite. is huge in in Seattle. I oh yeah, well, at least in the wheat space, they, he has a dispensary and shit like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Kemp. Yeah. There's a lot of love for Sean Kemp in Seattle. All right, Grizzlies beat the Bucks yesterday in their. Both of their um, first preseason games. I don't really know much about the game. I didn't pay any attention. Um, here's a fun fact. The Warriors-Lakers game on October 18, the second most expensive regular season NBA game of all time with the average price at $897. The only game more expensive was Kobe Bryant's final game in 2016. Is this game or is it crypto? Is it? I thought it was at Chase. I thought it was way, two of the most, one of the, you know what I mean, most expensive cities in the country. Yeah. Plus ring night, so that costs yeah. extra. And LeBron James. And LeBron and AD, yeah. like everybody is yeah, on deck. So makes sense. I'm trying to get that for you right now. Um, Lakers at Golden State. Yeah, so ring night plus two of the five best players in the NBA, plus Anthony Davis. Plus Russell Westbrook. It's in Crazy. December. Is, hey, Dub, is AD still going to be around in December? Did that hurt to say, Mars? 
plus Russell Westbrook? <laughs> no, I mean I like Russell Westbrook. Like so, I think I think he's being overly hated, and I don't like it. Yeah, my my bad, Bob. What'd you say? I was asking I was asking Dub if he thinks AD will still be healthy in December. You muted, Dub. Oh my bad. It's always up in the air uh, with Anthony Davis. Um, maybe if he takes a little bit of time off. Uh, we'll have to see, bro. You can't trust AD's health. Maybe so, if he takes you know. time off, he'll do you, be healthy. Do you <laughs> think they're going to do you think they're going to load manage the shit out of him? They should. I mean, that's a smart thing yeah. to do. Dude's been injured for his whole entire career and he's only getting older still. So. Hold on. They, they got to win games. To be clear, though. taking time off, you mean you don't mean that the more he's on the floor, like injury is ba- based off of like fatigue. You just mean that the less he's on the court, the less likely he's going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah, simple math. I mean, if you know the guy, your guy's injury prone, you know, not having him on the court, you know, as much as possible is, you know, you'll do that. That way he doesn't get hurt. So if he's not on the court, I mean, he's just less likely to get hurt. That's all. I don't think he's going to be hurt because I think he's finally had a full off season to get healthy. And when he has a full off season, he's relatively healthy, in my opinion. He's only like, what, 28, 29? How old is that? He's like 29. He's in his prime, but bro, it's like his whole entire career, he's always missed games. I think, I don't even know if he's played a full entire season. Let's not forget in that bubble run, like they won the chip in 2020, like LeBron and AD had an extended period of time off. So they wasn't, they didn't play a full season. He played till February. Then they played in, then then they played in the bubble where, you know, they didn't have to play continuous amount of games. And but then the, they were the able to start till later though. The bubble started in what, like July, June? Mm-hmm. The bubble started like August, September. I think it was August. Yeah, see, bro, he got four or five months off in the middle of the season. Exactly. So that's more time for you to just chill, let your body heal, and a less risk of injury. So, I mean, we'll just have to see when it comes to injury bug with Lakers, bro. I mean, AD, I can't rely on even him. With, but even with the Pelicans, he was healthy. I mean, yeah, he played. He, he was healthy. 2018 yeah, was healthy. 20, 2019, 20, he was healthy. He just got shut down because he requested a trade and they didn't want him to get hurt. 2016 <laughs> and 2017, he played 75 games. So I mean, like that's been healthy. The only time he stopped being season. healthy was after the bubble year when he got the shortest off season in NBA history, and then he got hurt that year. And then because of that, he was hurt going into the off season where he couldn't do his regular routine, and he got hurt again in 2022. If you give him his regular routine, I think he stays healthy. Let me ask you this, Jay. You you brought up two years where he played 75 games. Yeah. So the the only two years that he really didn't play more than half the season was these last two. So 36 games in 40 games. Other than that, he's played mostly 60 plus. Um, in 2018, 19, he played 56. So that was his lowest before these last 60, years. 60 is not moving me. If we're talking about like 70 to 75, I could get you. But if you're playing like 60 games, I, I'm pretty sure 68. he has some type of injury. Bro, if you play more than 65 games, like I think that's fine for Anthony Davis for sure. What's Kawhi's? Oh, now you're saying for Anthony Davis. Kawhi's like, is this, I want to say 50-something. Is the Mr. Glass label unfair to put on AD then? I believe It's it. unfair to put on anybody, I think. Even though, like, I'm one of those people, like, because of injury, like, I don't put any, like, you know, eggs in that basket type of shit. But it's right. unfair to put on anybody because once that narrative is out, then, you know, that affects players in a major way in terms of them making money, you know, getting better contracts, you know, get, like, all of that stuff. So I think it's unfair right. in general to say that. Well, I mean, sometimes it's facts. Like, Chris Paul, like I say all the time, you want to knock Chris Paul for injuries, I get it because a lot of times, bro, he gets hurt when it matters most, so... 
I mean, sometimes it's warranted because due to the history of the player, like it happens. So, I mean, I don't think it's a false label to put on people because if you're hurt, you're hurt all the time. Zion Williamson, if Zion gets hurt next year, he's going to be labeled as Mr. Glass, you know? I mean, I, I don't, I get what you mean, Euro, but maybe it's kind of disrespectful to the players. But I mean, if the facts are he gets hurt a lot, those are the facts and we have to react to that. Yeah, but you see, we just, I mean, and I didn't know this either, but we were talking about how AD is always hurt or whatever, then Mars is laid out when he's getting hurt and when he's not getting hurt. And so if he doesn't have the routine, a proper routine, which is typically what the NBA, you know, structure is supposed to award, you know what I mean, and give players, you know, is the routine of we have a season and this is when the season ends. And then, you know, you have your off-season time to, you know, recoup and rehab, whatever you need to do in order to get back the next year. Like, if that's not the case, like, I didn't know that wasn't the case for AD. And I didn't know that had everything to do with his injuries like that. It makes perfect sense to me, but he still has that label. And that's not his fault for real like that, you know? So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's perce- it's all narrative. Like, when it comes to, like, narratives about players, injury is probably the nastiest one and the one that sticks the most out of anything, in my opinion. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree with that because once, once JD, just, JD just ran those numbers off, it kind of put it into perspective for me. And I'm like, damn, AD's not really uh, Mr. Glass like I thought just because based on, you know, a lot of media and all that. Yeah, I never called him Mr. Glass, but I definitely think he was I know, that. You know, I, I know for to... a fact. I know for a fact. So I'm going through it right now. Like I know, like in his rookie year, he got hurt a bit. 2015, he got hurt a bit. 2018, 2019, he got hurt a bit. Uh, 2020, we all know the bubble run and everything. And then last year, so I'm looking at the years in which he's played. Like, yeah, but uh, Dub, but Dub, you gotta put context around it because everyone can get hurt and miss a few games. It's the it's the missing. Like if half you're a miss, season, if you're missing less than like fifteen games, like it's, it's whatever it's not enough to get you a label. Like Joel Embiid deserve. Like I don't think he deserves the label, but Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, even KD these last few years, Paul George deserve the like Paul George. They deserve a label of Mister Glass more than Anthony Davis, in my opinion. I agree. Like, you just, I agree with you on that. But I don't think any of those guys deserve that label. By the way, I'm just saying. I think they would. It would be more merited for those guys than Anthony Davis. Uh, I, I could agree with you on that. AD is kind of getting a bad rap. He's, He's getting a terrible rap. He's getting a terrible rap. Very soft. That's crazy. Yeah, the Terry Claw. I, I hate the Terry Claw sads. I hate that. The ticket be wilding on AD. Bro, that is <laughs> hilarious. That is His one of my favorites. Terry Claw. <laughs> All right, you know Del- what that means? <laughs> And that's not his fault. Like, you can't penalize guys for getting hurt because that's something out of their control, bro. I mean, it's just ridiculous that people do. I understand we can acknowledge that they get hurt a lot, but sitting here trying to come at them as a player is just weird to me. All right, since Dell's back, we can play this game. We're going to play Who Am I? I'm going to give you a series of questions. You're going to try and guess who this player is. I don't know if these questions are good or bad, hard or easy, so hopefully I did a good enough job to not make this a layup, but... How do we guess? We're just yelling out the answer. You just right? yell out names. Do not look at the chat because the chat, the chat's usually on top of these kinds of things. So, who am I? I'm a retired NBA player. Any guesses? Sure. It's no way that's it. No, it's not it. I have a series of questions. But you guys could guess after each one just to see if you hit it. I played 19 years in the NBA. Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> Nope. Hey, Jude. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the chat too to see if anyone's. 
chat, wait, the chat are playing. Tim Duncan. The chat's playing? Nah, the chat can't play, bro. They're fucking. Yo, they're, they're playing, but I'm not gonna. They're geniuses. Yeah, just Yo, you don't, don't look. tell us if the chat get it. I won't. You gotta go faster, though, JD. No, no, yeah, no. no. I, I let you guys name. I played on six teams in my career. Vince Carter. Oh no, Vince Carter played more than nineteen. Um, Jason Kidd. Was it six teams? No. Shaquille O'Neal. No, he ain't playing on nineteen. Are we allowed to ask questions? Nope. I I was the tenth overall draft pick in my class. Paul Pierce. In ninety what? You didn't say the year. He was the 10th yeah. overall draft pick in his Tyson class. Chandler? Remember. Who's number two, right? Who's number two? <laughs> Fuck. Karan Jesus. Butler. Jason Terry? Nice. Oh, Jason Terry. Jason Terry? Yeah. Jesus. I feel like you guys probably would have got it after this next one. So I had, I have a six-man award. Oh, yeah. NBA champion. I'm yeah, from Seattle. Yeah, and, that would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the six-man would have got it. The six-man. Yeah. I figured someone would have got it after that, but nice, Mars. Yeah, All right. do another one, man. I, that was the only one that I had because I didn't know what it was going <laughs> to yeah. look like. So you know, I'm just trying stuff. <laughs> well, just like think of a player. Go to the Wikipedia, like on the on the right. You know what I mean? All they right. have all the accolades and shit. All right, let's see. I'm um, trying to win one. He said, "I'm trying to win one." <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I don't like taking L's, man. Let's see if I can do this on the fly. Okay. Um, I played, what is this? 12 seasons or 13 seasons. I think this might be 13 seasons. Get, get it right. Yeah, that's, that's key oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm tripping. My bad. I just gave you terrible information. I played 16 seasons. Math is hard. <laughs> Okay, I mean, come on, bro. I am a three-time All-Star. Three-time All-Star. Joe Johnson? Retired John Rondo. I am a retired NBA player. Retired one, okay. Ron Mercer. (laughs) (laughs) I was the third overall draft pick in my class. Jermaine O'Neal. That's a good one, but he wasn't third at all. What, what was he? Up there. Second round, maybe. He says 16 uh, seasons, right? Is he old or young? Oh, because he came out of high school. Mm-hmm. Are we He's talking retired. about the old heads? He's retired. Oh, fuck. I don't know, bro. He was in all on an all-rookie team. Jesus Christ. It doesn't narrow it down. Two-time all-NBA. Hmm. Chris Mullins. Point he's guard. A, he's a hard of firmer. Kevin Johnson? John Havlicek? Kevin Johnson nah, was number no. two. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I, I, I'm just naming when he said point guards. And he, was born, he was born in West Virginia. Jason Williams? Jerry West. <laughs> <laughs> he played He played collegiately for the University of Illinois. Deron Williams. There yeah, it's for sure Deron Williams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Let's get into these NBA award predictions. You only, you only I love three years? I uh-huh. feel like 16. 
No, you you said he was a three time All Star. Yeah, yeah, that's I did. I thought he made more. Yeah, than that. I thought he made. I I definitely thought he made more than that. Darren Williams yeah. was elite. Yeah, because yeah. remember, it was a time where it was like Chris. He Paul was better than Chris Paul. Not a time. He was. He was. No, no. You said he was. Yes, yes, he was. All time. I, no, hey, no, no, no. At it, it would at like, the time that they were playing, they they, yeah. they were having the debate when their their seasons. He will was different, boy. He will was. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, it was a time where he was up there in contention for best point guard in the NBA. So that's yeah. why I would have figured he would have had he like four five. That shit again. <laughs> was it? Was it he on the redeem team? <laughs> he was. He was. Yeah. Wait, was it? I know he was, he was on 2012. Nothing. He was on 2012, right? He was in 08. 08. He wasn't in 2012. No. I don't think he was 2012. I think wow. he was away. Oh, he did play 12 seasons. I am tripping. I just. Darren Williams played 12 seasons? Yeah. I think he was so 08. Fucked us. He yeah, was, that's he my was... bad. I started Jesus. counting. I don't think he was 2012. I know I know. Yo, Russ was 2012. You <laughs> knew that was coming from you, Euro. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, Adam my Jones God. Me. Yeah. My bad. Steph Crazy. was on the 2012 team, I think. Nah, like, Steph never played in the Olympics. He played FIBA. He played FIBA. All right, here's what we're doing. We're going to do 2022-23 NBA award predictions. We're doing MVP, MIP, six-man, Depoy, rookie of the year, coach of the year, and we're going to get the finals, who you think is going to win that NBA finals. Starting with MVP, Mars, who is your MVP? I'll just put Joel Embiid for you, Euro. Thank you. You're um, welcome. I want to say... Up your next. Okay. I think it might be Embiid. It's got to be Embiid. If he, if he resembles anywhere close to what he did last year, I feel as if the league is just going to give it to him off of, oh, you were second for the last two years in a row. You're still playing at a higher level and, like, screw it. We're just going to give it to you. Doug, are you suggesting that the NBA works off of politics? Yes, 100%. Bobby, we know this. Why do you think that, James? That's why I can leave that mouth. Yeah, James Harden won in 2018 due to politics. I think LeBron James had a very good case to win that MVP, but due to him not winning the last previous years, even though he played at a great level, they're like, you know what? I'm going to give the edge out to James Harden in 2018. Ron. Uh, I mean, you guys all choosing him makes me want to change, but I'm, I'm going to still stay on my same narrative. I think Joel is going to dominate the league this year, and I think they're going to have what? a great season as a team as well. So, Joel Embiid. What in the world, Bobby? Man, it's hard. I'm, I'm thinking between uh, – I'm going to go with Luca. Yep, that's who I have as well. So we have four Joel Embiid's, two Luka Doncic's. Um, Dell? I have two players. Jesus Christmas. One is Steph. Um, and the next one is Giannis. If you had to put if one I over the other, lose. I'm up. They might, they might try to shit on Steph, so I'm gonna go Giannis. All right, most, Steph win. That's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be nuts. Most, most improved, Mars. Um, no one's gonna say the one that I have. It's just agenda pushing. <laughs> Mars and I have the same, I'm sure. Agenda push? No, no I'm, agenda. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing I, I, an agenda with mine. Oh, I'm about to say, who you picking? Am I Deanna Stewart? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like them giving it to sophomore players, which is what's bothering me, because I think a sophomore is probably going to win it. Um, 
Mm, I feel like I know the path you're kind of going down. Oh, I should have picked that actually. No, I'm staying with mine. Um, if anyone else has their MIP, you can. Yeah, because I'm gonna. Oh, Anthony Edwards. Nice. Edwards. They gave it to Ja last year, so I think they're gonna get. It's gonna be one of those nasty that's, ones. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to stay away from these ones. I want to. It's pick a good one. Damn! Now that you said that, Dell, I might have to switch mine. Look. I agree I'm with you, Dell. Switching mine now. I, I agree with you, Dell, but I think it's going to be a different person. Yeah, I think no Lamelo Ball. No one. That's think also a good be. one, though. That's a good one as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a very yeah. good one as well. I, I think Lamelo Ball might win that I, shit. I, I guess Lamelo and Jaw. Well, no, Lamelo had a better season than Jaw last year than Jaw had the year before that. So I don't. It, it was already tough for Jaw to like eclipse what he did. But I don't. I don't think Lamelo can get too much better than without Miles Bridges there. He, let's say if he has twenty five points a game in tennis. Right, that's well, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, like he could, and that's very possible. That's very possible for Lamelo to do. Put me down for Dejounte. Uh, that's a hey, good one, but I don't think he could. A bad one at all. I don't think he could do that with Trey like Young there, though. Yeah, yeah, he could for sure. How? I hope how he gets can because he has Trey Young. <laughs> like, yeah, he damn near averaged a triple double last year. Like, how do you even? It's statistics too. They look at it as statistics. So it's yeah, like, but if you increase and, your production and team, how's he going as well? Right? Like, nah, they don't really look. I don't think they look at team success like that. I think I it's mainly stats. But what I'm saying is like Jalen Green, for example, right? He can go off, and like, let's just disregard mm. the fact that he's a sophomore player. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Mar said, they're not going to give it to him if the Houston Rockets are going to be bottom of the of the pit. I mean, I don't know if he's having twenty five. Uh, Mars, Ron, and Bobby. Mine's R.J. Barrett. I'm not pushing. We're pushing this agenda hard this season. I don't. I don't want to. Come on, bro. We I are think... pushing this agenda hard this season. I'm going to go ahead and go against all of the all of the trends. I'm going to go ahead and say Malik Moore. <laughs> in Sacramento. We're making the playoffs this year. So you know. Where could I? Where could I find that red X to leave? Malik <laughs> 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 Monk won't even play that much to be most improved, bro. Malik Monk, bro, come on. This the, that's the first yeah, time we've, anyone has ever said Malik Monk on this show. On this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's, that's what I'm here for, Dale. Yeah. Your camera even went blurry. It was like, this is crazy. Dante oh, DiFazinjo, Euro, who you got? I got Dante DiFazinjo, Euro. <laughs> who you got, Euro? <laughs> I, got, I got KD. <laughs> Ron, who you got? He could only be better uh, from you know right. from the from the first round last year in the playoffs. Jesus Christmas! I I was thinking Tyrese Halliburton because he's gonna That's be like the, the the lead role on his team, but I'm a, I'm gonna stick with my gut and uh, I'm gonna go with Matthew Junior. <laughs> like your boy, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Ant Simons. I That's think, a good I one think, as well. I think he's going to really flourish alongside Dame without the defense is having to hone in on him. I think Ant's just really going to have a field day. Also getting a lot of good uh, catch-and-shoot opportunities playing next to Dame. I think he's really going to feel that C.J. McCollum type of role. Nice. Where is he from? Ant? Yeah. I think he's from Orlando, but I'm okay. I'm not sure. 
All right, Mars. I might only be saying that because he went to IMG, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I was going to pick one of the Bulls point guards, Alex Caruso, or I would assume, because Lonzo Ball's out. I think they're going to get bigger responsibilities, and I think that's who I would pick. So I'd go Alex Caruso because he's not a sophomore player. So That's a home run pick, bro. No, that's, no, that's, the, uh, pick, that's the pick that's like plus 3,000 odds in Vegas, bro. It's like that's the one dollar is going to bring you a million bucks. I don't, I wonder, I don't Caruso, know about that, but Caruso is Caruso. worse than Malik Monk, bro. Ron, Caruso is not. Ron, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't say that, bro. I'm surprised you didn't say Jalen Green. I was thinking maybe someone would say Cade Cunningham over Cade here. Cade Cunningham is solid. Yeah. All right. Sixth man of the year. Jordan Poole. Me too. You guys feel free to just start. Giving. What's the question? What's the question? Six, Six man. man. Got Tyler Hero. Again? Westbrook can't be Again? six man. He's starting. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, don't listen to him in the chat, uh, Euro. Well, Westbrook could win it. Westbrook could win it. We're going to be real. coming off the bench. Yes, he's not coming. And people seem to think that they're they're going to bring Westbrook off the bench. I don't I don't believe it. The projected lineup already has Russ starting. When I watched them scrimmage. Ah, damn. You know what? Who did I have for most, for most improved? Um, DeJounte Murray. Let me switch to Bones. That's a good pick. For right? most another, improved? Another yeah, sophomore. How is that I, even possible? He has Michael Porter and Jamal Murray. Hey, anything is possible. I hate that award so much. Most improved? Yeah, they, just give, they just give it to sophomores, and it's so annoying. Dubron Bobby Dell. I don't even know. For I go Reggie minutes. Jackson. I don't want to say. Reggie Jackson's a good one. I don't want to say Jordan Poole, though. But I think they both might. No, they're both not starting. I'm going to go Reggie Jackson, assuming John Wall is starting. I'll say Bones for six, man. I'll, I'll, I'll cheat off the one. chat. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it would. I, like I like him for both those. MIP or six, man. Uh, Run, just recently. Six, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, but I'm assuming he. I'm assuming he'll be six man again this year. I'll, I'll probably go with a. It's either for me. It's either going to be Tyler Hero or Jordan Poole. But I'll, I'll probably just go with Tyler. I'll go with Tyler again. All right, Ron. Uh, just recently, Jason Kidd said that Christian Wood will be coming off yep. the bench. I was thinking and about that too, Ron. I, I, I think Christian Wood I is about offensively it. the Mavericks' second best player. I think he's probably going to average. Nah, bro. Who's day five? They're going to start Javel, I think. Yeah, he's starting. Ah, okay. It's probably defense. Dwight Powell left. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that with complete confidence because it's kind of speculation, but it is very highly possible that uh, JaVale starts and Wood comes off the bench. No, they, wow. they said JaVale. They, they already said they the reports are. Yeah, I, well, they, okay, okay. They said, I didn't know if that was speculation. I've seen a report that said that Jason too. Kidd said that J- JaVale will start and Christian Wood will, will come off the bench. Gotcha. Seeing if that is the case, well, I'm, I'm going with Christian Wood. I think oh, I was... uh, Luca's going to be spoon, spoon-feeding him. He's going to get him easy buckets. On top of that, bro, I just – Christian Wood got game. Bro, he averaged, averaged 17 last year. I don't. I, I see it being an easier easier case for him to score this year, uh, just playing mm-hmm. next to you know a superstar like Luca. And then on top of that, too, just to read the rebounds and, you know, a couple blocks, I think he got a full case to go ahead and do that. Yeah. I like that one-two punch for the bigs, for the Mavs. Who's at yeah. the full? Oh, me too. For the Mavs. Uh, what's his name? Finney Smith still? Or or yeah. Finney Smith could start at the four, but yeah. Who was it before? Well, they still got Maxi Kleber. They got Maxi Kleber. Maxi, okay, okay. 
Did he so, start though? What is it going to be, Luca? No, but but Dinwiddie, like just think though, Moxie at the four, Javale at the five, Smith, and then switch him out with with um, wasn't it? Finney Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. was hurt last year, so the oh my god, I forgot about THJ. He could start. So yeah, this this actually could be the starting lineup. Uh, Doran Finney Smith actually might be the starting four. Luka Doncic, Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith, and JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Dang, yeah. Look so over, Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench. Tim off the bench? Which, it, that makes sense. That's normal, yeah. Yeah. I got, that's a yeah. solid squad thing over Yeah. I actually don't mind that starting roster. Okay. Depoy. I feel like no one's going to pick this one. What? Why is Bam out of bio. Mars, you got Draymond? Mm-hmm. Doug's got Bam. Ron, Euro, Bobby, Dell. I got Drew Holiday. Nah, then as long as Giannis is on his team, they would never give it to him. Well, also, you are um I think you're leading in terms of predictions from last season. You Thank predicted you. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to have to screenshot this and save this for the entire season so we can come back to these. And that last year, but L host. <laughs> Ron, you're old Bobby. Uh, I'm going to go with a team that I think is going to, because typically you've got to be a good, good defensive team and a good team too. I'm going to go with a team that I think is going to be pretty good out on the East. Uh, I think they got a pretty good unit to have uh good defense. Jared, uh, this no, I'm actually same same team. Evan oh, Mobley. Oh, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Oh. I'm going to jump off a cliff. I'm going to go. Not necessarily jump off a cliff, but I'm going to go with a name that a lot of people aren't really throwing around. I'm going to say hey. Evan Mobley. That's a great pick. It's a great pick. Is he an elite Amazing. defender like that? I don't. I haven't should, watched he, enough he of him. Mobley's a good should have made a fire. Yeah, Evan, Evan's crazy on the defense. He's a good ass. He's a good ass. I like that. So far, no one's picked the same players yet. Your own Bobby. I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. Nice. I like that. I really like that. Oh, real. Did you look at the chat? No. Why? Oh, they've said. Uh, that, they've is said everybody saying Ben Simmons? Everybody's saying Ben Simmons. Well, I think that's kind of obvious, and and not necessarily. Obviously, you know he's a good defender, but I feel like the Nets they have a it's a super team, right? They have to have some type of like narrative around them, and I think Ben coming back, you know, it's been a nasty you know few months for him. I think the NBA really needs to push their superstars and giving him a defensive player of the year, narrative driven. I, you know what I mean? I, I think it makes sense. I don't know. I think he's going to be the defender on their team. Ben's about to go crazy this year, bro. Like On top of that, you know what I mean? Like, I, at least defensively, he is, in my opinion. So I think offensively, too, bro. Like, son, you, like, the I'm floor is so spaced out for him to excel in, bro, with KD and Kyrie, who could play good off ball. Joe Harris. Joe Harris, mm-hmm. Seth Curry, Patty Mills. Bro, Patty Mills. Like, bro, this team is perfect for Ben Simmons. We all – the reason why I never agreed with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and that could ever work out because their games never complemented each other. Two guys that really operates in the paint, it's never going to work. But you're giving Ben Simmons all this spacing, bro, I mean, he's Joel really about to take off. Not. But he's it's still – It's Ben Simmons for you, short part. You, want him, in, you want him in the paint, though, you know, like – you want the floor spaced out in order for him to operate. So you and don't ben think Philly's going to do anything with James Harden and, and Oh, I think uh, they're going to be great too. I think they're going to be amazing too. Especially with James Harden being healthy and everything. I think their games complement each other more than Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Hmm. 
But Ben is about to go bonkers, bro. Bonkers. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm also y'all. Y'all know I'm a huge yeah. Ben advocate. Just from behold the whole before the whole drama when I was up here caping for Ben, I still feel the same way about Ben, and I just can't. I, I can't like I, I, I smile when I just think of Ben getting a rebound, pushing a fast break with Kevin Durant trailing, Kyrie on his left, uh, anybody else. You could say Royce O'Neal, whoever else running running on the wing on the five, bro. He he's he's like, he got shoot. TJ Warren, you know, he got shooters all around him. And he's going to have an open floor like how Dub's saying. Well, I, I think like that is damn near the perfect place for Ben to play. Because you got to understand like everybody else out there has shooting and scoring mentalities. Ben is the one guy who wants to come out here and facilitate. So it's like those, those guys are going to be like, yeah, bro, go ahead. Do your thing. Get it, get us open shots. Um, for mine, J.D., uh, I would definitely like to see Marcus Smart repeat. But I think uh, I think it's gonna be uh, I, I think it's gonna be Kawhi. Though. I'm going I'm going with Kawhi for sure. Rookie of the year. Oh, I have Anthony Davis. Nice. There's not one That's repeat in our deep boys. Nice. That's actually an amazing one, actually. Mars. What rookie of the year? Yeah. Um, Keegan Murray. Still pushing that agenda. I like it. Great pick, Mars. Great pick. <laughs> Thank you. You would like that pick, Bobby. You guys didn't know Bobby is a big Kings fan. so I figured when he said Malik Monk. <laughs> and then he said, we're going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> Crazy. Dub? Ron? You got to link up with uh, Mr. Boss. Oh, is he out in Sacramento? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, what's the pick? Rookie it's of the year. Rookie of the year. Chet's not playing this year, right? He got hurt. Nope. Yeah. yeah. All right, then I'll got, I'll have to go with Keegan Murray then. Ron Euro, Bobby Dell. I let the chat pick mine. I don't know anything oh about rookies. I got Jaden Ivy. He's on the Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, chat, pick yeah. for me. Yeah. I like Jaden a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you hype Jaden a lot. Jaden's nasty, man. Hey, yo. I guess I go with Apollo. Whatever. That's who I got. Yeah, I'm a second that. So I gotta I gotta pick the Seattle boy, but it's not just biased because we all know he was the number one overall pick. You and are I biased he, though. I, no, I'm for sure biased, but he was the number <laughs> over, one, one number one overall pick, and I think he's going he's gonna, you know, just flourish the most. He's you know, he's the the magic aren't really that good. He's gonna have the ball in his hand. And bro, I just think he's gonna eat. All right, Bobby. <sighs> Um, actually, hold on, hold on, uh, JB. Two things, two things. First, can you go back and switch my six men of the year to Davion Mitchell? Jesus Christ. Six men of the year, Davion Mitchell. <laughs> King's about to see And then, um, so my rookie of the year, obviously, is a deep, dark sleep for rookie of the year. Yo, that's a crazy uh, pick. Hey, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Yo, yeah. your pick is... <laughs> it's crazy. You can, you can, you your connection yeah. messed up. Yeah, your Say connection was bad. Yeah. Okay, so for uh, for rookie of the year, I'm, I'm going to go with Keegan, but I do got a, a, a dark sleeper in uh, Kenny Lofton. Nice. I, like I don't that. know if he's going to play or not. Well, I like I, I'm just – didn't, didn't Jaren uh, just get knee surgery again? 
Yeah, he's missing like I think the first like four to six weeks. I think. I think I, I think Kenny might get a chance to play a little bit early. He might be able to prove himself. But I, I right, got Keegan. Co- I got Keegan. Coach of the year. Um. <laughs> I have a feeling Dell and I might share this one. Me too. You got Jason Kidd? Yeah. After after um, we talked about the roster that the Mavs got, the potential starting lineup, he's going to be able to do some things. Yeah. I hate the Mavs, though. Okay. I'm going to Doc Rivers. <laughs> nah, Doc Rivers. I don't think he's a good coach, but I think the Sixers are going to have the number one seed, and I think they're going to give it to him. No, they might. Uh, Mars stole mine because I do believe that Joel is going to be the MVP. I do believe that they're going to do that. But to be different from Mars, I'm going to just come out to the West Coast then, and I'm going to go with the team who I think is going to be one of the best teams uh, on the West, and I'm going to go with Tyron Lue. The Clippers are stacked, whether you guys want to acknowledge it or not. The Clippers are loaded from top to bottom. Stars, superstars. Uh, good role players, defensive players, three-point shooters, everything. And Ty- Tyron Lue has already proved that he's a good coach, obviously won championships. Um, he's good with his schemes and things of that nature. Uh, bro, I, I think, you know, Clippers are going to excel. Dub, you're going Spo? No, I'm going J.B. Bickerstaff. It's not yeah. bad. They got Donovan Mitchell. I think they're going to be with Evan Mobley going to ascend in the second year, in my opinion. I think there'll be a better seed than there was last year. And if they're like a 4-3 seed, I think that's enough to make him a coach of the year. Nice. What seed were they last year? Uh, they was in playing. So I think they was like – They were the eight, they eight, were the eight, eight or nine. Seed. Eight. They were the eight. Well, weren't they in fourth place for a long minute? Yeah, then Jarrett. They started the season hot. Everybody was getting hurt. Like, Ricky mm-hmm. Rubio got hurt. Yeah. So Bobby, four, three? Bobby, you got coach of the year. I'm assuming the Kings head coach. Mac Brown. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going. I'm not going with my, I, I want to go with Mike Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, my wonder. I want to say Nate McMillan too, but I just can't. The East is so tough. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tyloo. Who's he coaching? Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. No, uh, McMillan. Yeah, Atlanta. 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 Oh, okay. Um, they could win it too. The Clippers are winning the championship, so you know Tyloo got it. All right. NBA Finals. Who you got winning? Oh, just winning. Um, no, can we get the matchup? I want to. I want to know who you who you got going. Both six, um, sixes versus Warriors. Um, Warriors and six. I mean, yeah, I just have enough space for who's winning. So Warriors and six. Oh, this is nasty too. Why is this so? Whatever. Dub run? Hmm. I don't know, bro. I got Bucks. I don't want to say the Bucks. I have no faith in them. <laughs> Me neither. Um, I'm gonna say Golden State. I'll have to say Golden State and Oh fuck it. Give me Brooklyn. Yeah, let me get Brooklyn. Why not? So you got Brooklyn beating Golden State? Off of my hate for Stephen Curry, I probably would. <laughs> Just off of my hate alone for Stephen Curry, I would. Uh, but in reality, I would have to side more towards the Golden State Warriors. But screw that. Brooklyn all the way. 
Fuck Seth Curry. Ron Euro Bobby. Warriors, Bucks, Warriors and Six. Um I got the Bucks coming out the east. I got the Clippers coming out the west. I have the Bucks beating the Clippers in six. Y'all know the slogan. <laughs> Bucks okay. in six. Bobby. Well, I got the Clippers, and I don't care who come out the east. All right. Oh, let this me is change. What we got. This is what nah, we no, got right No here. cap. Let me Dell, change. Dell has Warriors next. I, I do want to change mine. My bad. I forgot about this team. Give me Boston. Yeah, give me Boston, bro. They got Malcolm Brogdon, man. I'm I'm taking Boston all the way. JT get his first ring, bro. Let's get right. I really, uh, man, really like the Clippers too, though. I don't know about them winning anything, but I'm definitely going to be paying attention to them. And I'm definitely paying attention to PG this year. Yes. Why PG? I, I, I have PG second for my MVP. Just because I think – I don't know, man. Like, I like underdog stories, you know, and I feel like he's been getting a lot of flack, mm-hmm. like, consecutive And he's not really had the chance to fight that because Kawhi's been hurt, like, you know, the Clippers doing whatever the Clippers doing. So now that everybody's healthy, I, I really, really want to see if they – because this is the first time they're starting the season off healthy, right? Kawhi and PG together. That's exactly what I've seen, Kenny. Since 2020, I think. And then 2020 kind of blew up in their face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was when so I, like, I, I just I just want to yeah. see. I'm just excited for great basketball, like JD was saying. You know, there's everybody's healthy. It seems like so, bro. This season I, is going to eclipse see, last season, right? So the basketball guys have been teasing us with the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George Clippers, you know, tandem or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just I'm just ready for for like to witness if this is going to be something. So I'm, I'm paying attention. I think I'm most excited to see Zion Williamson play. I want Anthony Davis to stay healthy. And, of course, I'm excited to watch the Mavs. So, always. I, I have to get about Dame, too, though. Dame coming back. I can't, I can't wait to see what Dame looks like and what the, you know. Him and Anthony Simons. Like, yeah. I'm actually excited to watch Anthony Simons almost more than I'm excited to watch Dame, I think. Mm-hmm. I would like <laughs> to ask him blossom. I would like to ask the question, though, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really that big of a believer on the Clippers right now. I have to see it in order to believe it. Why not, though? I think on paper they're amazing. But, I mean, a lot of people give Paul George a lot of slack for folding in 2020. But Kawhi Leonard was a good part of that as well. So I'm just I'm curious as to know what would the stigma be around Kawhi Leonard if he never wins with the Clippers? What would people say about him? It goes to what Mar says. Like, will people knock him down just because he he didn't win a chip with that supporting cast? Will people look at him differently than they do now? It's just one thing that goes in my brain because a lot of people love switching up. They love having recency bias. In my opinion, Kawhi Leonard is going to stay the same way no matter what. But will people switch up? And be like, all right, this guy never won with the Clippers. He's not really that guy that we really thought that he was. Just I think I think that. I think people are gonna start saying those things once, like once he doesn't win with the Clippers. I won't agree with it, but that's how people are reactionary to winning and losing. But it's definitely gonna start being off. it's definitely gonna start being said because it'll be like what four years now if he loses again this year. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just gonna start saying he can never stay healthy. Toronto was a fluke. He wasn't even a superstar in 2014. 
they're gonna start mm-hmm. questioning his career and it's just gonna be it's gonna be weird and it's the stupidest shit bro and like people like i'm a big believer like if you with somebody and you supporting somebody and you hold them to this criteria why switch up on them you feel how you feel about them and why the fuck are you gonna just switch up on people like that if you hold a guy to this criteria you stand on that shit don't just switch up just because oh, there's some outside circumstances that kept him from winning a ring. Like, I would acknowledge the fact that Kawhi Leonard would have won in 2021 because if he didn't get hurt, I mean, they probably would have won. But a lot of people's not going to keep that open mind. It just, the NBA media just pisses you me switched off up, that shit. You I switched never switched up. up. Yeah, you switched, switched up. up. You was going against What's Mars, up? and now you're trying to, you know, forge allegiances and shit. Yeah, I didn't switch up. I love Mars. That's I've always loved Mars. Fool. I've always loved Mars. Let's not understand that. Even though we don't agree, I always love Mars. <laughs> no, nah, let's 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 understand that, bro. <laughs> I've always loved Mars. Me and Mars, you know, we got a good relationship when we're not talking about basketball. We just don't agree on a lot. I, I love Mars. There's all love up here. We just don't agree on a lot. But the things we do agree on, I will I will stand with you in the in the get in the battlefield with all the odds against us, and I will fight with you to the death. Listen, man, you, have the right to, you have the right to change your opinion on things to switch up your stance, especially if you see the light and realize that your past ways have been incorrect. I can understand that though, but I don't think that would apply for Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> All right, moving on. Drink more water. I don't see Ben impacting the Nets defense enough to be in the depoy combo considering he isn't much of a rim protector. Smart winning was an anomaly. I see where you're going because bigs are typically Sorry, get Bobby back in here. Um, bigs are typically the favored for deep boy. I hear you. But Ben yeah. Simmons, I don't think it's a bad pick. All right, Bobby. Uh, ben, let's. Ben, Ben's a good pick, though. But then here's also the thing, too. You got to understand, you got to really be on a defensive play, a good defensive team as well. Does Ben fix all of the Nets defensive patches? Because that's mm. that that kind of goes into play, too. Like, I, if we're talking about best defenders in the league, I think Ben is easily in that in that category. But is he able to help assure that defense and, and make them transform from a bottom defensive team to, you know, one of the better teams or at least middle of the pack? Well, Royce, Royce plays D. Uh, oh, you got about D. Royce. Can you play D? Royce plays hey, D. Can we People not forget? sleeping on that Royce O'Neal pick. No, I really – I got love for Russell. Can we not forget that alongside those those pieces over there? Can we not forget that the Nets defense was a middle of pack defense even last year with the Kevin Durant as the main guy? Like, let's not forget that before he got hurt, they were middle of the road. I think like a top fifteen defense, and he gets hurt, and then they fall all the way to bottom five. It's just this false stigma that's going around that oh, the Nets are terrible. Do I think that they do need more rim protecting? I could agree, but to think that that defense is not middle of the road, the defense was just middle of the road with Kevin Durant. So adding a Royce O'Neal, adding a Ben Simmons, I M- think they're definitely yo, it's cl- they're, they're definitely going to be middle. middle right? of the, they're definitely going to be middle of the road, no matter what. Long. Huh? Who? Who? Claxton? Claxton's okay. I'm not going to say he's crazy, but he's he's, no, he's not an elite defender. Not an elite. No, defender. no, no, that's not, not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if if you are trying to beat Ben Simmons off the dribble, and then you got to worry about either KD or Claxton, you know, altering your shot. I mean, mm. It's only it's just going to make it more difficult. I don't I'm know saying. how many people oh, are worrying about Nick Claxton, to be honest. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, it's gonna I'm just, easier. I'm just. It's going to be easier. It's going to be easier shooting over somebody like Draymond Green, who is six seven. You know what I mean? Trying to swatch his shot than it is. He's much stronger than Nick Claxton, though. What I'm. He's put that belly on you. The scenario that I gave. I mean, whatever. 
He's gonna put that belly on you, son. Put that belly on him. No it's kind of nasty for you to Remember twist it to where now I have to like defend fucking Nicholas Clarkson no, 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 not, type of shit. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just. Say, yeah, I'm not saying that you're saying anything. I was just saying, you know, just saying. What are you saying, JD? I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Um, Bobby, let's talk about your Kings. So the Seattle Mariners, they it's been 21 years yeah. since they clinched a playoff berth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, congratulations to Seattle Mariners making the playoffs after 21 years. Okay, wait the Kings. The Kings now have the longest playoff drought in North American pro sports at 16 years. So 2006 was the last time they made the playoffs. They lost to the Spurs in round one. Bobby, you believe that the Kings can make the playoffs this season. Why? Um, I got one name for you. That name is Demontis Sabonis. Uh, and I mean, I think that that changes that changes that changes everything from where we were to where we are now. I didn't change shit. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, Bobby? DeMontis Sabonis? You'll see. You'll Come see. on, hang on. I got one word for you. Julius Randle. <laughs> what are you talking what about? So what does that mean? You, you, don't, you don't like Julius? It don't mean nothing exactly. I mean the Knicks. The Knicks went to the play. The Knicks went to the playoffs. Understandably so, but come on, bro. I thought I swear when you wait, said wait, wait. Sacramento hey, Kings, and you know, I thought Pager was coming back with Chris <laughs> Webber in them. I check me out though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we about to make a deep playoff run. I'm not saying we're title contenders. All I'm saying is that we are competent enough now to be able to make a playoff push. That's uh, that's all. That's all I'm saying. What okay. seeds? Get that. Thank you, Mars. Uh, man, we'll be we'll be somewhere in that six, seven, eight. You know. Six is ambitious. Let's let's play a game. Let's play a game. <laughs> let's play this game for sure. Let's play this game. All right. Let's just start with last year's standings. Oh, hold going on. Can, from can, one can we hear down. your roster first? Can we hear your roster first? Everybody was hurt last year. But who's your roster right now? Put the, Today, put the roster up, JD. Who who are you guys rolling out? Let me put up their depth chart. I'm saying between 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 De'Aaron, DeMontis. Harrison Barnes. Um, you have De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Matthew Delavadova, Quinn Cook, Terrence Davis, Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, Sam Merrill, Kent Bazemore, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, DeMontis Sabonis, Trey Lyles, Rashawn Holmes, KZ Okpala, Chemezi Metu, Alex Len, and Nemius so we, we can't we can't we can't sneak a seven AC with, with this. Let lineup? me tell you why you can't. So there is no, no defense. There is no defense being played through that team at all. You guys are just gonna be getting torched on the defensive end, and it's Real like, Madrid is better than y'all. No way. There's no way <laughs> you guys <laughs> gonna come up. All right. Yeah. 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 We got we got Devion. We got we got we got some we got some. That's it. Davion's it. That's it. There's nobody else. He just read me the lineup. I don't hear nobody like Sabonis is. Uh, he's not crazy to fight. Right. We're playing this game. We're not, Actually, we're not, I, we're not gonna be a number one seed, uh, but I, th I think I think we can get in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I think, right, I think that probably let's play. Let's play. Playing game. Maybe that's that's where you should have went. You should have went straight to the play. -in. <laughs> seven, yeah. seven, seven, yeah, eight, you can be ten. You can be ten. Oh yeah, ten. You can be ten. Maybe ten. Um. Okay. Let's start at the bottom of the West. Let's go with the Houston Rockets. Are they going to finish above the Houston Rockets? They're better than the Rockets. Yeah, yeah they're they're finish above the Rockets. Oklahoma City. 
Well, yeah, they'll finish, above, they'll finish above OKC. Trailblazers. No. Mm. I think we're better. I think we're better than the Blazers. That's yeah. where as a team, as a team, as a better team. Better than Blazers. With Dame coming back, Blazers with Dame coming feel, back. I don't feel bad in Portland. They I mean, yeah, they, they got they got Dame. I'm, I'm talking about I'm just hey, just I'm like Simons, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, just like Morris said earlier. Basketball is a team sport. Nurkic, oh, yeah, terrible. they got Gary Payton the second. They got a lot of good players. All right, all right. Uh, so, so far, we have them. So far, we have them above one, finishing above one team in the West. Lakers. No, we three teams in the West. I we're good. I'm or three teams. My bad. My bad. That's who they Um, Lakers. No. If if if, if AD's not healthy, we're better than the Lakers. If De'Aaron Fox ain't healthy, you're worse than everyone. What are you talking about, De'Aaron? De'Aaron when is De'Aaron? Right, Darren got hurt a couple times, but he's, he's good. Darren's good. If you have to finish about them based on injury, then what are we doing right now? I'm saying, all right, all right. No, we're not better than the Lakers. We're not better than the Lakers. Get that out of there. Now. All cool. right. The Spurs. Yeah, yeah, we're better than the Spurs. Yeah. The Clippers. No. No, hell no. <laughs> I still think the Spurs is better. We're better than the Jazz. We're better than the Jazz. The Pelicans. Yeah. No. No. Nah. Not better than the Pelicans. The Tim- Timberwolves. No. No. The Nuggets. No. no. Hell no. The Jazz. Yes. yes. The Mavericks. No. Bobby. No. 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 Hey, the with Warriors. that being said, I still think you guys overrate the Mavericks. Bobby, what you said, Mavericks? I, don't think, I think the Mavericks will be in the play. No, I, don't, I don't think we're better than the Mavericks, but I think I think we can play with the Mavericks. So I, I think I think that's a good game. I don't think it's who's a good the game MVP at all. Who's uh, said just now? Who said who's, who's our? I, I think Demontis. No, well, when you pick the MVP, <laughs> players, pick? Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. I, th- I thought you meant of our team. I thought you meant. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like Mark said, basketball is a, a, a team sport. I understand, but when we picked MVPs, you picked Luca, though, right? Yeah, I think Luca could be MVP. Oh. All right. But wait, um, what does that what does that mean though? That no, doesn't no many mean, no many MVPs are in the play in. That's that's what I know. But so okay, hold on, hold on. The... We have three more teams: Golden State Warriors, Bobby. No, no, we're not better than Warriors. The Grizzlies. No. The Suns. Shit, who knows? Probably not though. All right, so you have them finishing nine then, if that's. Okay, but that's so that's that's a playing game. That's a playing right. Yeah, but which is that's a which far is away from not six. bad, but that's far away from six. <laughs> I still, I still, but I, I said six, seven, or eight, so that's not far from eight. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics is fire, man. No, but check me out though. I don't. I, some of these teams that are better than that might be better than us doesn't mean that they will beat us. Like, like for instance, like like Portland. I don't, I don't, I don't think we. I don't think Portland's just like you know way better than us. I think we can play with Portland. I don't think it's. Is there like, are the schedules out yet? Like, what's schedule strength for you guys? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked any of that out. If we can find this, about to win thirty-one games. Here, really, really, everything rides on you guys with Keegan Murray. Obviously, yeah. you know he was a summer league MVP. He played great this this over this last summer. Perfect. If Keegan can really come in and ball out next to De'Aaron, Sabonis does what he does. Harrison really got to come and play ball. You guys might be able to, you know, make some noise. But Keegan got to really, really, really turn Eagles up. on top, baby. Stop playing with us, son. Yeah, we just came right back. Well, yeah, no, nah, we just came back. We right scored, no, we scored no. 
this. You're smoking me for real. Hey, but this all I'm gonna say is we're de- we're definitely at least at the very least we're gonna be in the play in. So I mean, so all right. Just, this was written August City 19th. Boys ain't flying of course, out today. This is probably wow. based on opinion. <laughs> so um, where do we? Oh, this is gonna be confusing. Oh, is this it? I can't believe we're really debating if the Kings are going to make the playoffs. That's crazy. Never mind. There's too much to go through here, so I I couldn't give you a... Nobody's debating that. <laughs> All right. I want you guys to rate these duos from one to five. I have one, two, three, four. Perfect. All right. Let's go in... Um, I'll give you all the, the duos... Uh, individually. So instead of going each duo, each person, we're just going to go dub. I'm going to give you all five duos. I want you to rank them for me. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Sure. All right. I have Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Trey Young, DeJounte's one. Um, what was the other one? Um, Donovan Darius. Yes, Donovan and Darius Mitchell on uh, number two. Did somebody really say Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant? Jeremy's cold. Bro. Nah, I would say more Anthony Simons, but um, I'll go with who was the who was the other guys? Jay. Jay Julius Randall. Who else? Sorry, Carl Anthony Townsend, Rudy Gobert, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. Yeah, Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, Jalen Brunson, and Jalen Brunson and uh, Julius, Julius Randle. You have Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant last. Oh no, 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 no. My bad. Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, mainly because of Jeremy Grant. That's why he's on four. And then uh, uh, the other one, Julius Randle, and uh, whatever Jeff. his name is. Okay. <laughs> Mars? Um, wait, so are we doing it based on just those two guys or the success those the team will have? We're ranking the duos, just the duos. You don't have to worry about anyone else, on, any other pieces. Okay, Trey and DeJounte, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, Kat and Rudy, Damon, Jeremy Grant, and Julius Randle and Jalen Branson. This might be very similar across the board. Dell. I'm picking what? The best duos? Yep, you're going to rank them. So Damian Lillard, Jeremy Grant, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. Can you put it on the screen? I have to see it because I'm not going to remember that. Yeah. Hmm. Fucking Jonathan Taylor, bro. I take D. Mitch and Garland first. Um, oh, it's only four. Nah, that Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, they're just down here somewhere. They should. There. They should stay yeah, down there. Yeah. Let me just see the four. They're gonna stay down there. They shouldn't even be there, bro. Um, I got Mitch and Garland. Cat and Gobert, Trey and DeJounte, Dame and Jeremy. That's yeah. it. 
Oh, yeah, you are okay. Can I sorry. One more time? I got I got the same. I got mine the same as that. Can y'all Gar- say that one more time? Garland and Mitch, Cat and Gobert, Trey and DeJounte, Dame and Jeremy. You got Trey and DeJounte fourth? Third. Okay, okay. Euro, this is your favorite segment, ranking players. So how are you ranking these duos? <laughs> yeah, I got uh D Mitch and Darius. Uh, Cat and Gobert, Train Dejounte, Brunson and Randall. I mean, excuse me, Damon Grant, Brunson and Randall. I love seeing Trey Young and Dejounte third. Beautiful, beautiful. Ron, did you go? You got Trey Young, Dejounte third. Because I love seeing Trey and DeJounte one. Yeah, we know. And I, I think it's a runaway with those two, too, by the way. Two, two. Number two, number two I'm going to go Cat uh, and Gobert. I think they're going to uh, exceed a lot of people's expectations. Number three, I think this is the most hype duo in the league. They just have a great team around them from, you know, in terms of the three, four, and five, and bench, and coach. But Donovan and, uh, and Darius – and then I'm gonna go, uh, you know, obviously Damon, uh, Jeremy, and then at five, uh, Jalen and Julius. There you go. There you have it. Um, so wait, 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 wait. You guys really believe that that Darius and D. Mitch are a better duo than Trey and uh, <laughs> Trey and, and Dejounte? Darius, Darius and Mitch gonna be fucking training Dejounte up. So now check this out. Now check this out. So, so, if, so if you take D. Mitch and Darius Garland, you take them out of the pieces that they have in Cleveland that are a amazing supporting cast, right? Yeah. You put them in Atlanta. What do they do? That's not the question, but the question. No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. That's not the question, but I'm asking because we're ranking duos now. I think they, they'll do the same thing. Or better than what they're about to do. I'm I'm confused I'm with that. Cle- Cleveland's supporting cast is much better than. But D. Mitch has never played with that support cast yet. So how would just like the John Tavern play with the Hawks? So how can he, we? I mean, the Hawks. The Hawks. You have like Hawks supporting cast is weak though. They're, yeah, they're not, they're not bad. The Hawks were heavily carried by Trey. Heavily. Yeah, John. John, have, John, have, John, John it was, it was even win. across the board. When Trey, the year, the year when when they went, uh, when they beat the Sixers and stuff, but Trey wasn't doing that by himself. But John Collins was getting busy. Yeah, I mean, nobody I guess. does it by themselves. Trey, I mean, Trey Young was the main. Trey Young was the main catalyst on why they were competing. I'm gonna just put no, it like that: thirty and ten. That's a lot of heavy carrying. Oh, it's forty. It's forty-eight minutes in the game, but when you shoot as many shots as you, as so you who, shoot, who, who else gives you thirty and ten then? In forty-eight minutes in the game. Why did I just see Stephen Adams, bro? 48 minutes in the game. <laughs> Two years, 12 mil. What was it? Yo, because that was what I was getting to next. But holy Two years, 25. Nah, just go now. <laughs> yeah, so Steven Adams just signed a two-year, $25.2 million extension. Um, nice. Pretty fire to see a player like Steven Adams sign something like that. Just goes to show that you don't need to be this flashy frills player like just getting it done on the glass and being a a bodyguard um on the floor cornerstone if i ever seen one bro like i wish brooklyn nets had somebody like steven you see what i'm saying like you definitely could always use somebody like that yes steven adams is like the ultimate role player 
Yardell, if the Nets had Steven Adams, bro, that would be unfair. Wouldn't even be, wouldn't even be no point playing. You think uh, that's just a lock? Yeah, I mean, and, and how I feel about it, it wouldn't even be no point in playing that season. Yep. If I mean, if Kyrie's coming and Vince healthy, you know. What What was your take, honestly? What was your take about the, the Nets when they first started linking up? For me? The, yeah. So you can ask, you can ask Dub. You can, I, I, I knew that shit wasn't going to work. Uh, yeah, he didn't look like him. Dell, I have a question uh, because you missed the last few shows. Is there anything that you wanted to get off your chest? I have to go back some topics. Um, I love I loved uh, KD interview, his first stuff. I loved some of the stuff he said. Um, what else? I love Kyrie's words as well. It was funny. Did we talk about Malika Andrews being gross? No, nah. no, we haven't. Oh, yeah, that she was being. <laughs> I sent it in the chat where I said Stephen A. cooked her. I didn't know. We, if oh, we yeah, 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 no, yeah. So, there, I don't know if it, there might be some people who watch this show who maybe don't know what's going on with that. Can you kind of just explain the situation? The uh, Udoka with Malika Andrews. Oh, well, it, it stems from the Udoka. Uh, I guess Stephen A. was talking about him and um. Kendrick Perkins was just talking about how uh, how everything is Udoka, Udoka. You don't see none of the women names. That's what's going on. It's only one person getting suspended. One person's getting fined. And and Stephen A. brought up that fact about the women. And Malika took it as Stephen A. is just shaming women, just shaming women, basically just thinking he's bringing up a women's name just to shade light away from Udoka when he was like, no. They're calling it a Boston Celtics policy. Both of these people are working, but we're just hearing one name. And she's like, but you, who would want to cast a woman in that light? She probably got a family. This Yudoka has the exact same thing. Don't matter because he's the the main guy. Like, no, that makes no sense. And it made me to think of um of uh just past stuff that happened. It's always just the the front guy, which is the man or the main sources, but. You said it's a Boston Celtics policy. Both of them work there. One is not suspended. One is that I, I no matter how he's not going to jail, so we know it ain't like something as you know rape or whatever the case may be, misconducts and in, in all that sense. So it's, it's really a Boston Celtics policy, but only one worker is getting suspended. So Stephen and then she was just she was being gross. It was like I couldn't even watch it. She was just getting annihilated, and I just was like clapping the whole way. <laughs> like it was it was bad business bad bad lady and then i found out who her boyfriend is he looks like bad, a jd bad lady or good lady he's hey, older uh, he's hey, older too yeah. all right anybody if anybody has any kind of input do y'all know why um why boston's not giving that that head job to uh damon stoudemire is he so, on the bench yeah, I believe so. I believe I believe Damon Stoudemire is there. Why? Why not? Why are they giving it to Missoula instead of him? Well, Joe been there longer though. Joe been there for like five years. Okay. Yeah, Joe been there for five years. What's Joe and, and maybe, and I'm sure uh, they asked the players too. Oh, okay. Probably. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you guys think that, um, like, what kind of impact do you think that's going to have on where zero. the Celtics? You I mean, zero in terms of I don't feel they look at him the same as they looked at. At at Udoka, but I also feel that um that residue of them making it to the chip 
I think they got a bunch of old guys that's still hungry. That yeah. it, they, they don't matter who was sitting there based on the foundation. Yeah. But yeah. you, it's easier said than done, to be honest. Yeah, I think I don't. I think people over overestimate how much the lack of a coach being there is going to change things. I think Uudoka Uudoka did a good job on the Celtics organization, but. I think the players and what they do and what they represent, like Dell said, the foundation they have, is something that's easy to build upon. I think they could find a coach that can sit here and not gonna say he could do exactly the same job as Uadoka, but he could have something in play that he's not gonna mess anything up. And I think those players are hungry, they're thirsty for a title, and they're they'll be able to overcome this little bump in the road that's been happening with them. Hey fellas, um, I'm, I'm actually moving today, and the truck just got here, so I, I do got to go. But I, I appreciate y'all bringing me back on the show. Uh, real quick, I want some formal apologies when the Kings make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say I want some formal apologies. Damn near handwritten letters, you know. Uh, but, yeah, thanks a lot for having me on the show, fellas. I hope hope to come back sometime soon. All right, Bobby. All right, man. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to come back when the when the when the Kings don't make the finals. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna be. Well, a we're not making the finals. We're not making the finals, but we'll be in the. I playoffs. mean, playoffs, whatever. Debbie, hey, Debbie, Debbie, six man of the year. Keegan, uh, Keegan, uh, you know, rookie of the right. year. Malik, Malik, he coming for that uh, most improved play. That's a bonus MVP. Yeah, that's possible. Don't <laughs> 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 like that. <laughs> All right, so y'all, y'all have a good, good rest of your show, man. Good, have a good day. You All right, too, Bobby. Bro. All right, bro. Um, Yo, uh, before you move on, JD, with the Celtics thing, uh, I just want to say, like, I, I don't, I, and I'd be the main advocate saying that things off the court don't really affect things on the court, but when you lose something that affects that that has something to do with you on the court, such as Udoka, he he's their coach. He has an immediate that relationship effect. he built. Exactly the relationships. But he has immediate effect on the way that they play with his his style of coach and his schemes and whatnot. Uh the year before Udoka was there, based on the year that Udoka was there, it was like night and day just in terms of certain things, especially defense. In Sobro I do think that it can't have an effect on them this year. I, 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 I don't know if it will, but I just know like Udoka changed the franchise for the better. The so year say, before, weren't they? Didn't they make the playoffs? Yeah, the Celtics have been they've been in the playoffs since JT got in the league. Even before that, and weren't, and weren't they battling injuries that year as well? Uh, well, I'm not just talking about strictly the year before though. I'm talking about through Brad Stevens' tenure. With with Jalen Brown and JT, yeah. And so was... with, with, with no, they they were a good team, but they leveled up this year, and a, a large part of that was due to just uh, how everybody bought in on defense, the way they played on offense, just ev- everything, bro. They just look like a better team. They look like a well well oiled machine. They and and so I'm saying like a lot of that fell on Udoka. I don't know if this new coach can keep that going. It's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, they did it last year, so they'll do it this year. But who knows what the agenda that the new coach is pushing. Maybe it was something that he didn't like, and he tweaks it, and that hurts them for the worse. Right. Now, I'm saying, like, yeah, they do have a they have an amazing core. They just added Malcolm Brogdon. I think that's going to do wonders for him. But we never know. But I, I do – I think the addition of Malcolm Brogdon is greater than the, the subtraction of uh, Udoka. Got you. MC Robinson, who would win in a 1v1, Uncle Drew or Grandma Mama as their character? 
no make it take it, and it's nineties rules. <laughs> Grandma, mama, that's fire. Uh, Uncle Drew, <laughs> Kyrie Irving's putting her in a fucking blender. Do you know who that is? Grandma Drew. Where Mama Johnson? Nah, I really don't. I'm just going with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I'm going with Kyrie oh, all the way. God. The the anti-hero, the Punisher. I'll call him. Is it Kyrie magic? Irving. Grandma, hey, Grandma Johnson, fool, Larry yeah, Johnson, Grandma Larry Johnson. Johnson. Oh, man, my hey, man. hey, Grandma Johnson gonna be dunking all over Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie putting Larry in the fucking blender, bro. Let's yeah, not Larry, do this. Larry gonna be slapping the shit off the back. Larry gonna be wondering. He ain't seen no moves like that. He be like, oh, oh, oh. Where Whoa. did this come from? I'll be scared to moan in your girl's ear. I'd be like, oh. man, I'll be moaning, bro. <laughs> hey, yo, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. You see what you did, JD? You see what you did, I know that was one thousand percent my fault. I don't even know why I did that because I should have known, bro. We got double holic today. This is not dubbing air behavior. I told y'all that dubbing air shit wasn't gonna last for so nah, long. No, the shot, the shot is what the shot is what put it oh, over yeah, the top. Yeah, I'll, I'll transition back to my. You professional. might as well take another one. You already here. Just take another oh, shot. Oh my god! I drank the rest of it. I mean, I oh, got sangria. Yeah, yeah. I took that down, bro. Go, go grab a sangria. <laughs> what you trying? What you trying? Yeah, you're trying to do to me, bro? You're losing today, so you're gonna just go ahead. And eat, oh, today, like, go, today I've been chilling, man. Mars has no, been on the chair. No, not that. I'm talking about. Oh, fantasy? Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, well, are, uh, are we doing fantasy NBA? I suck at that, bro. I'm, I'm, I mean, I it, could. But... If y'all want to. I didn't even know it was a thing. You didn't know that fantasy basketball existed? Nope. <laughs> really? Wow. Mars, what? You literally grew up with the internet. I didn't know it existed. What? Okay. Well, how do you know weird. all this other shit exists, but you didn't know that fantasy football existed? Maybe it's not that I didn't know it existed. I just never acknowledged its existence. So, like, it's never come to my mind that, oh, fantasy basketball exists. It's just not. Well, Mars, I feel like you would wow. geek out over fantasy basketball. Probably. No, I don't like fantasy football. And okay, well, my, you my don't football. care about football. So. My football. They got fantasy soccer. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about that. So I'm assuming it's the same thing. Okay, well maybe you won't geek out over it. My bad for assuming. Um, I feel like now is that a is great so time cool. to recognize the Players Choice YouTube members, yes, those who support the channel every month. Uh, we got the casuals, the regulars, the elite members. If you want to become a member of the Players Choice channel, you hit that join button down below. If you have not been a member in the past, you get fifty percent off on your first sign up. If you don't see that join button, go into the description of this video. Or if you're an audio listener and you want to support Player's Choice, you can go over uh, and do that as well from the podcast description. There is the Become a Member link. Click that. It will take you to the YouTube join uh, membership thing. And you can become a casual, a regular, or an elite member. Which actually also brings me to uh, something I was thinking about yesterday or two days ago. Is I feel like on Wednesday, since we have a doubleheader of Player's Choice and Gridiron... I feel like we need to have one Wednesday where we do a membership challenge and it's only for the duration of the live shows in whichever show is able to get the most members to sign up in that, that live show. The other show has to do something punishment. I don't know what that punishment no, no, is, no, no. but I was thinking about this. No, it's, it's a little unfair because Ron, players choice. It's a little bit more live viewers, but we're hey, on the, we're been, on the come up. you guys have been running it up. 
We on the come now, up. I agree. Let's do it because I'm not going to be involved in it because I'm on both shows. So you, that's a fact. That's a fact. Ron, yo, right here, bro. Right here. That's no, actually but Ron, Ron, you're technically on the gridiron side because you host gridiron. <laughs> okay, so check this crazy. out. Check this out. The winners get something and the losers got to do something. So I, 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 I get to reap the benefits of both sides. Ron, Mars, <laughs> you see this shit right now? Uh, you right, don't want right, to fist bump you, dog. No, get out of here. Mars, Mars, don't leave me hanging, Mars. You got me, right? There we go. Oh, See, that's why God. we elite. That's why we allegiances right now. Jesus Christ, Ron. Yeah. So, I, as I, I was right saying, now. shout out to the regular and elite members <laughs> of Players Choice YouTube. <laughs> Nate Richard, <laughs> Devin Avery. What's wrong with him, bro? I thought we were supposed to be boys. EC the Dom, Gideon, Tyson Thomas, Ace Boogie, Devonte Bailey, King J, Zeke Noel, Kendrick. Forty KOW Sacred Gaming. Ronde Jones, Tino Bolton, Uncle Tito, Rio Max Sauce, Josh P23, Elder Rufus, Nick T, Bait, K Dog, Odd Malik, Jagars Underworld, MC Robinson, Kenyon White, Big Meach, James, Gaz123. Shout out to all y'all who support the Players Choice YouTube channel on a monthly basis. You guys are the GOATs. Jay Jimenez said, E fisting is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> e fisting is crazy. Um Y'all got any final words? God bless y'all and God bless America. Skull. <laughs> Skull is the funniest shit ever. Nice. Dell, welcome back again. Any final words? Um, Love life. Euro? Nothing. Ron? Red Iron tomorrow at... Six Pacific. Y'all start tuning into the Monday show. We just added that to the lineup. So now y'all got Monday and Wednesdays. Come tune into some football. Uh, I know y'all gonna be joining it today. So tomorrow we're gonna recap everything. Holla. Mars, did I already get to you? My brain Turn is mush. overrated. Hey yo, make sure you comment, like, comment, subscribe, do all the things, man. And we will catch you next show on Wednesday. Peace out.